0: Welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast Episode 80 Live Review
1: Show. How are you doing tonight on this Tuesday evening, John? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. This is going to be fun tonight. Uh, This is number two now of 2024, I think we've done. That's just straight up live. So I'm ready to roll, man. I feel good. Yes, I'm excited. uh, Trying out this live thing again. Uh,
0: It's going pretty good the first time. Got some people coming in here chatting and hopefully we'll get some more people in here again later on and uh, join in on the conversation as tonight we are covering GCW's No Compadre and GCW's 56 birds uh, from last weekend out in Ohio and oh shit where was the No Compadre I forgot. Uh, Talia Hall, yeah, Chicago. Shit. Listen to you. you yeah. Talia Hall is one of your favorites, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I, I totally forgot about it. It's been two weeks, and <laughs> all this shit's—it's been a like, It seems like twenty twenty four. Every day, some crazy shit is happening where you forget about what happened the day before, or even like hours before something. Yeah. I read like, it's that's how it feels like. So yeah, I totally forgot about Talia Hall. Got
1: yeah, wrestlers and aliens and all kinds of shit going on. <laughs> right
0: uh, I only the, the last podcast. Well, that was the last podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy here. Um. Geez, I don't even know where to start. Oh, you know what? I got a great kicker. How about um what's your feelings on Janela Zone? Oh, dude, they've been fun. <laughs> uh,
0: that whole Ricky Burbick thing that last week that like was crazy. I watched this as like it happened on the first Janela Zone. I'm kind of glad he did it because I know he tweeted out like uh near the end of last year. He was like, Oh, what about the Janela comeback? I was like, that would be so awesome if they brought back oh, the Janela Zone. And they have been fun. Uh, entertaining, wild at times. Uh, I've I've had to like hop in and out, but uh, because Instagram doesn't let you like if you close like the app, it lets you like it shuts you all the way out. So I got used to the Instagram app. I've kind of missed a lot of it, but what I've have seen has been crazy. Nasty Leroy out there dancing. Uh, God. Oh. yeah, the Ricky Berwick thing was crazy, and I'm so glad he did it. Cause I told my wife like that's the old school Joey Janela. That's the Cardona in him. The Let's hear Santana Jackson. Here's someone who's viral. How can I go viral with this person? And I'm so glad yeah. to see this version of Joey coming back in. Yeah. I, did you see like all the video stuff too of uh, that whole incident
1: or no? Not. Okay. So here's what I did see. I saw the entire thing with Ricky. I I'm happy and unhappy that I got to see it. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get all those hours of time back up. Uh, No, honestly, it was really, really fun. They work well together. You know, they know that there's a line there and they work it really closely between the both of them. You can see neither of them's really getting mad. It's just, it's really well done. And then you were asking about videos. Um, Following that, then I saw the video where he was at the venue, he got him kicked out. And then there was another spot where he fucking hit him and, you know, something like that's what I did see in regards to that. And then the nasty Leroy thing. I think I've jumped into two different Janela zones with nasty Leroy, where I think he's just trying to impress the ladies. So, yeah, I love him, That was the pretty much the start of the Janela zones, if I
0: remember correctly. He wasn't usually there for that stuff, but I was there for like when I got into wrestling talk and like conspiracy theories. It's just crazy shit that Janela was always having fans do. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, I am glad to see that back. That's actually been a highlight of my 2024. I know he said he was thinking about going live today. But he went live yesterday. I was actually watching one yesterday, too. And he said he was going to go live today, too. He's like going to make it a daily thing. Um, But we have our podcast to do. I was going to ask you. I'm like, hey, you want to miss that one, too? But I mean, no, we ain't going to let Janela's Janela's own dictate our schedule. We're going to stay on schedule. We got some catching up to do anyway. I like
1: an evening with Janela. I think that should be done. And then then my idea. My idea is he needs to set up his camera somewhere where he can just sit down Mm -hmm drink and talk to you and i think that's what he should do and he would make hella you know just oh he'd do so well i didn't want to have all this like money and say no but i mean he would just he would get good traffic just sitting there bullshitting about wrestling and talking and as the drinks sink in the gossip gets a little better it'd be kind of fun
0: oh yeah that like that's the fun part is when like uh, as it evolves into like all the craziness that Joey usually ends up having the fans do. It's just for entertainment. They've been fun and
1: entertaining. I'm glad. I'm so glad they're back. Oh my gosh! All right. So you were talking about No Compadre. What a freaking show this was. Um, what do I have here? Eleven matches. That's two more than average, and I think that's towards the top of what GCW's done. I mean, maybe they've had a twelve or here or there, but you know, it's a work. One is legitimately a good match. Three hours and fifty-three minutes. You know
0: that's how That is long. Like that is Like that Brett. I don't know what was going on there because that is even too long for Brett. We on his podcast, he says he likes shorter shows, like two and a half hours, like perfect right, right. to get him in and out. Three you start to lose him. Four, it's like good luck. But he does get right. there when the time's needed. But I'm glad this show did because you said it had a lot of eleven matches and a lot of talent on there and it was it was a good show
1: definitely a top-notch show so i mean yeah this 11 matches it let me know ahead of time it let me know ahead of time geez wheeze that we were in for something you know lengthy so this is one of those ones where it's just like a movie where you know it's going to be lengthy just get yourself all set up get your popcorn go pee do your thing and just settle in because you're gonna watch something and it's gonna really you know it's gonna get into you and I kind of enjoy those. I know some people are anti-long shows. I know we talked about that with the, uh, the, uh, well, it was the circle six show that we were talking about where that ran almost six hours and I'm just like, oof. so yeah, that's no good. But I mean, giving us three to four hours of nonstop packed, just violence was fantastic. So yeah, I see a lot of people saying two and a half, three hours. I get it. But sometimes it just has to be an extravaganza and and every now and then it's okay to pull it out
0: yeah and Talia Hall like I said I always consider that mini hammer sign so uh yeah I'm all for a four-hour show in that venue and it it was fun it was Talia Hall was good Chicago delivered uh the the whole show was great um yeah
1: should we go into first match already or anything else we're talking about brother rock and roll All all right We'll we'll get there at some point because you and I were going to talk just a little bit about Blake Christian, but I was going to kind of just wait till the Blake Christian match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Unless, to talk you're, about. unless you're ready to go into it now, but Nah, I, I think you should wait till it. Yeah, I think it comes.
0: We'll get in the, we'll get in the groove of things first before we go uh, go cr- go crazy on the Blake Christian stuff. All right. First match of No Compadre was a tag title match as Violence is Forever defended the belt against. Matt, oh my god, what was the name? <laughs> I don't remember the new name. <laughs> banging Matt. Banging Matt. yeah. I was, like, I was like, I saw that name, I'm like, wait, is that the canceled name? Because it's the word banging there. Um, This was one match I was looking forward to, because I know they had just a lot of matches outside of GCW together, and I've seen them in wrestle in promotions, and I saw the chemistry right away. Um, Once again, Banging Matthews delivered. They just are always, no matter who their tag partner, or who the tag opponents are, they have delivered, and the team showed great chemistry with each other, but I also love the differences of styles, and I think they meshed well perfectly of when Bang and Matthews needed to high-fly and run away from Violences Forever. They did, but once Violence and Forever controlled the ground game, you saw how they struggled to keep them on the
1: ground, and I just love the, the tag play that happened in this tag match. Okay, so a couple things stuck out for me. Um, number one, this was a lengthy match, so it made Bang and Matthews look great in their home territory. Uh, without trying to sound too, uh, this really was the best match I've seen from them. I flat out to me, this was the best performing match from them. Also, I'm trying to see here. It looks like violence is forever is going a little more the face side. So I'm hoping they show more personality and smiles if they're going to be faces because I want to like them. But if they're going to be heels, I want them deep down heels. So I need to know which one because they kind of appeared somewhat likable over this weekend. We Getting the 56 and whatnot. Okay. I was about to say, what made you uh, think of that? But I get what you're saying. Yeah, they were brutal in this one. The 56 is yeah. a little lighter. So, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I think that the, when you think they're at lighter, I think that's when they're just having fun, and that's when they kind of are playing yes. as faces. But I agree with you. When they're like the just dastardly heels, like how they came out and just disrupted everything and punished everybody, I love them in that version. And uh, that, that's definitely what happened in this match. And uh, they did defend the tag titles successfully, and it was it was a good match. As I said, I totally forgot the thought about them, the banging Matthews being from... Wrestling out of Chicago all the time, and yeah, they uh they definitely delivered in their hometown.
1: And our winners were violence is forever.
0: Yes, Ba-da-boom. it was a good match. I, I enjoyed it, especially, and I was actually kind of surprised. Uh, I wrote like ta- the tag opener was a surprise, like especially to be the tag team titles, and that's kind of we see now, a little starting to become a trend too. They kind of like to open mm-hmm. the shows and start off with that. And I'm interested. I like the variations, and they're changing up the match. Uh, The match placements uh of where they usually go
1: yeah the only consistency now is the level of excitement that seems to be the one thing you're always going to get an exciting match out of that first match at gcw does not matter what the uh what the concept or layout is i guess
0: yeah for uh for sure they usually they were in the scrambles and now they're just getting nice uh, tag team burners going on and it's been fun seeing those opening up the shows all right, next match is S.G. Bussy. This team of Manders, Ali Effie going against the team of Team Broski. Oh, it's Broski Jimmy. I cannot say that with a straight face no more. Uh, yeah. uh, we got to talk about that Briscoe 101 too. Uh, Briscoe. Uh, Broski 101 uh, that they posted today. I was kind of interested where Cardona was uh, leading with that one. Uh, we will get to that during this match probably. But Team Broski is Broski Jimmy. Steph DeLander, and a very cool surprise, Broski Cabana, Colt Cabana, re-showing back up (laughs) in GCW in Chicago. I love it. I love to see Colt Cabana, especially in the GCW setting where he has fun with the hardcore fans. I think that's where he really kind of gets over more with the hardcore fans and
1: more with the casuals as of late. Yeah, he's just a lot of fun. I like watching him at uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling over here. Um, R-O-H-A-E-W. He does a lot of things differently, and that's the one thing I really noticed about him. So even some of his moves are just so unique, and he's willing to just do that old-fashioned where you just (laughs) fall out on (laughs) on someone. You know, that was was an original move. I forget how long ago it was and what it was called. But yeah, um, what I had here was just this match was mostly comedy, definitely a lot of fun. And I just hopped right into it because I was going to be brief, but we went right here into our winners were SG Bussy and we went right into Effie calling out Mance after his match. So I basically jumped in my notes there and went straight to that. So my memory is so, so I'm not going to fucking lie. How much do you remember about the challenge on this portion? Do you, is this the Uh, one I fought into the upper area?
0: Yeah, and they actually, uh, no, it, oh, yeah. Actually, go back. See, that's why it's starting to melt and muddy. Yeah, that's, I'm actually on it and I'm, I'm rewinding it. No, it doesn't look like it actually is. No, it's not. It's, it's just not. a promo. Yeah, I, that, that time, yeah, that's when he called. I was like, I'm tired of your shit and tired of running, like, face to be, face to face, like a man, yeah.
1: I feel so unprepared. That's so funny. No, I'm the same way. Like,
0: it's been two weeks. Like, I was like, I know that promo's up, but I can't remember what part it was either. like, it wasn't in my notes here. That's why we brought it up. I'm like, oh shit, did I just like forget to write it in?
1: Also, you notice all my facial
0: hairs. Lean shaving. Gotta look good for the live
1: audience. (laughs) My, My, uh, the guy who was cutting me down and just trying to get everything all cleaned up. He's my, uh. He's my wife's hairdresser, and he's like, I'm not a barber, but I can do this for you. And then we started talking about wrestling and you know GCW, and it was kind of funny. We had a good time, and uh, he's like, I didn't know there was a company that had so many gay athletes and performers. I'm like, Oh yeah, and um, yeah, we talked about big gay brunch a little bit and whatnot. And of course, he said, Oh, of course, it'd be brunch, and we, we had a we had a really good talk about the whole thing. And I showed him some pictures and. Uh he, he liked uh Effie's like the front of his trunk said daddy. He, yeah. That was absolutely fantastic. He was laughing his ass off at that. So yeah, that, that's that's been the excitement for me recently.
0: And that's why I think those those shows, too, they're killer. Like, that was being there at the Collective for the fir- my first time ever being one of those live, like, since I was in that area, like, the crowd was this packed. And, like, you just saw, like, everybody like knew each other or acted like they knew each other. And that was cool, like, to see the community build around. Like, that's what they, like, I've done many promos at those shows talking about that. And that's so cool seeing, like, a wrestling fan, like, not knowing, hey, there's a wrestling out there for them. And, like, that's so cool, like. That you're able to say that and get new fans on and and that I do that with GCW all the time all the time. They're asking, well, oh, there's an old ECW out there, someone just extreme, like, oh yeah, they're kind of crazier nowadays too. And it's just cool bringing new fans to a to the company
1: like that. All right. So let's see here. Did I announce the winner? Yeah, I announced the winner yep. on that one. Man, I gotta get back into this, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well i will lead us into our third match of the evening one i was very much looking forward to and so glad to see him uh get some shine that weekend myron reed versus joey Janella. awesome that was like i think the perfect showcase match for myron too big step up there i think with the, some of the other competitions he's wrestled in gcw he's wrestled like the the scrambles and stuff. But I think one on one, this was the perfect match for him to showcase his talents. And Joey made him look like a million bucks. That Myron Reed is, and I I want to see Myron Reed so much more in GCW. I think Prazak said it on commentary. I saw a lot on online of people saying it. Myron Reed needs to stay, and this match was. Typical Joey, but awesome Myron Reed show, showing out. And actually, he showed like a lot more selling and stuff too that I kind of haven't really seen too much of him because I just always focus on his offense. But when Joey was on offense and seeing Myron Reed sell for Joey, was, he, he made it look good, made Joey look good. And Myron, I think, is one that needs to stay in GCW.
1: Again, Myron deceptively strong. And every time I look at him, he's always in the gym. And I wonder why, gee, how is he so damn strong? Uh, extremely athletic. There was a cutter he performed onto Janela, like f- jumped from the ring onto the floor. And I was like, audibly, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, <laughs> you ever, you know, like every now and then audibly, you'll say something out loud, like, fuck. Yeah. The first time I saw them do that
0: uh, was him and um jordan oliver in mlw i believe it was they as injustice they did that like to the op like they started off on opposite sides you like kind of how Kenny omega and abushi does like the crisscross and then they jump out to the outside it was kind of like the golden triangle but like they did a similar but they did the cutters to the opposite sides and they just like their timing was perfect and yeah that was so cool seeing the the camera angle too that they got on this one was real good
1: well, I'm just going to say that Joey Janela was the winner here, but it did not matter. Both of these guys, 16 minutes of solid fucking wrestling. Both came away looking stronger too.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think Myron, that was his showcase match. And I'm glad to see all the reception he got. And, um, I, I, I'm excited too. Cause like, I'm pretty sure I thought I saw like just a few months ago when he signed to, uh, impact wrestling, I thought I saw, or maybe it was just like a one-time thing, uh, to team up with the rascals is his team. But, uh, yeah, I, I was I, I definitely want to see a lot more of my my Ravina impact, MLW, GCW, all over the place. And, and it's so cool seeing it.
1: Yeah, I know I know he's one of your dudes. Like he's one of the ones you really enjoy watching. So I'm happy when you're happy. Definitely wouldn't kick him out of the ring for you know for doing something stupid. I really do like him a lot. Uh that's that, my friend. What do you anything else you gotta say about this one before?
0: Nope. I I think it was like a, just a good showcase. Uh next match, so oof, this one <laughs> actually, no, wait, that skip. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not skip. I skipped him. I know so the wrong order. Uh, next one is a tag match. Bullet Club War Dogs, Alex Coglin and Gabe Kidd going against Los Macisos, so Club Emido Extremo. Gabe Kidd is starting to win me over. Like Coglin already did real fast when he was in GCW a while ago, but Gabe Kidd him doing some singles matches in New Japan. Uh and throwing up in GCW with these ma- this ma- these tag matches that he's had it's been awesome man. and I want to see a lot more Gabe Kid and the War Dogs. They have been absolutely tearing it up.
1: Yeah, like I was saying before in that uh, previous match from the last show, they were um they were dominant like an old school 80s kind of tag team. It was just lovely to watch. Now, I say Coughlin, you're saying Coglin. Do you know which one it is? I feel like a dummy.
0: I'll be honest. I, I mean, I don't know With his specific ones. I've heard that same thing. Coughlin, Coughlin. I, th- I, I'm saying Coughlin. I could be completely
1: wrong. I don't know. Okay. I'll say Coughlin, and then we'll we'll cover both. Bases. One of us will be right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to mention him because his strength is in another atmosphere, and that's part of that's one of the reasons why I just think he's just fantastic to watch at GCW. I also love Miedo's masks that he wears when he comes out all the time. I want to just keep seeing more of those because that gives a little bit of extra style to him and it kind of brightens up and colors up his character a little. And I like it a lot.
0: I think it showcases like their personality. Like that's what I loved about their alien gear. Like it showcases like they're just out there crazy fucks. Like They don't care. And uh, yeah, this was a bang, a banger match, but CISO's like stepped up. Um, Coglin and kid though like they just you could tell they are new japan like they've been in the gym and new japan the dojos for a while and they just look so solid and such a like oh my god that word slipped in my head but so like in uniform they're just they're ca- their camera shoe. there we go their camera she was off the chain too yeah. and yeah this tag we've talked about the tag division for a while now just add the war dogs there go against violence is forever just the tag division is just so crazy it's fun seeing all these different tag matches
1: we've been getting as of late They come with a professionalism that I really enjoy. That's the best way maybe that I can put it. It's just, it's it's a, it's a extra layer of professionalism that sometimes we don't see as much of uh, sometimes. Well, I don't know a better way to put it. Um, No. Yeah. They're serious. They make make it look good. Also, they make everything look really good. You can tell from top to bottom, they take them till they take themselves seriously. Their look, the way they are in the ring, their their promos everything they do they try to they look like they put a lot of thought into what they do and i appreciate that and i appreciate
0: yeah i appreciate how they're getting extreme too with the the chore uh, the chairs the doors they're they're willing to get a uh, violent i'm willing to see how how violent they're willing to get
1: well that's the other thing is they both have really good faces on them i would not want them to see do too much to those faces i mean that's the money makers. Yeah, they they got such
0: a good look on them too. Like, yeah, you said they're they're solid. Like, they it, I don't want to say like it shows like the step above, but like you could just see that the experience that they brought to the table from New Japan, and it, it's so cool to see it. Masiso stepped up and delivered one crazy match. I love how they just had to resort to all the craziness and violence, so that's kind of the story they played out during that
1: match. Well, uh, I don't know if I had the winner on this one. Our winners here were the Bullet Club War Dogs yes nice strong
0: another strong tag team match all right next one that's one i'll skip i wanted to skip ahead to this match because this was the surprise <laughs> of the night Oof, huh? one leo Ru was supposed to go against oh my god on top of my head but gresham john I think gresham. It was. no yeah gresham yeah uh, yeah cole cole was supposed to get him the next and i call to get him did get him the next day um Instead, filling in progression, we get Nick Fucking Wayne back yeah. in GCW. I, I, I actually I was a salty seeing him come back to Wrestling Revolver. I think it was or Prestige before he came back to GCW on the Indies. That kind of made me a little bit salty, but I know it's all about placement and time, but. It was so nice to see Nick Wayne filling in for this match against Leo Rush against Leo Rush. And man, you talk about my favorites, Leo Rush and Nick Wayne. This was a pleasant surprise. I stopped what I was doing. I paid full attention to this match. I popped. Uh, it was nice to see. And man, they went longer and harder than I thought they would. I thought it would be kind of like an easy just say, hey, make the fans happy. We got the cheap pop match. But nope, Nick Wayne and Leo just tore it up and If it wasn't for the main event, this was one of my favorite matches of the night. This was awesome to see.
1: So, Leo back in that heel role, he's so effective. It just, everything about it looks good. He looks like he was that instigator in school. You know how you have that guy in school that would talk shit and there's always someone else that would show up and, and whoop ass for him kind of thing? The Bobby Lashley behind him. Yeah, and let's only put the words... I only want to just say when it comes to microphone work, and only microphone work, I don't want to say anything else, but Enzo Amore's microphone work is close to what Leo Rush can do any time that he wants to. He's quick. He's spitfire. If something happens in the audience, he can pick it up quickly and do something with it. I mean, I I love that. And then you let him just go ahead and just do whatever he wants to in the ring. And I I mean, I don't know where he's really... I don't know where, I, I just can't find a place where I think that he has a ceiling. And I I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. Okay, first of all, the notes I just have, he was an effective feel, a very physical affair. Nick was filling in for Gresham, just like you said. So the last part here, Leo's looking for full-time employment for the long term with the company right now. And just my personal opinion, I think he's going to have to spend a little more time on the Indies showing that he's consistent uh, before he maybe gets someone to reach out again, because not too long ago he had an AEW contract and then he backed out of it at, you know, at the very beginning. And now here he is seeking some type of something. And I don't know what to think there. I, I'm sure that if the WWE would take a chance, I think it wouldn't be a problem for them to have him for a short amount of time. He would be a beautiful addition right now yeah i don't know talk to me yeah i like when you think i i want to hear it i mean i obviously
0: i want to see him anywhere i know what he was just i think just recently in impact and i like what he was doing there like actually that him showing back up speedball and i think there was like another there's another progression showing back up and those three made me get back into impact wrestling over the last like six months to a year like hardcore I was watching like every show every Thursday all the pay-per-views just for those three they got me back into it and I think right now to best get them like to get the most out of the old and probably the place he's going to be able to do the most I think impact would be the place to be right now especially with that x division and like just have him kind of redefine that x division um, stuff. I know he was the like I think he was the champion when he came back, and he didn't really wrestle too much when he was there because I think he got hurt halfway through. That's when he was still going back and forth with Japan. I'd like to see him still in Japan, but with all the changes that's happening in Japan and Okada leaving and all, everything else, like I don't know, like Japan's kind of a scary place to be for him, and I think he now needs to kind of focus on, as you said, the states. and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing another year, another round around the Indies because look at the indie crowd now. I got Ali. Uh, Cardona, I mean, like you know, the Cardona nickname, is, uh Elias uh, or Ezekiel. I still want to see or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. No, like mm-hmm. shit. I up. <laughs> like I'm so jealous that he's wrestling and and wrestling revolver before GW2. It's like I would I wouldn't mind seeing like people stay on the indies for this year and just blow up and like I because I think there's so much talent and not enough camera time where there's too much talent to kind of fill all that time and give everyone the time that they deserve i think the best right now for for leo ush would be to stay on the indies as a lot of the investors probably should be
1: yeah we have we have a glut of talent on the indies right now i'm really going to be (laughs) very interested to see where everyone lands because again we have a lot of people asking for money straight out of nxt straight out of other companies and for me There's quite a few of these guys that are coming out. I'd like to maybe book them on my show if, you know, immediately after firing, because they're still hot, name recognition is there. But after that, they have to show me that they can make it on their own before I book them again. So let's just say someone like Ali or Mansour, respectfully, uh, he's hitting them while they're hot right now. Brett's got them while they're hot. Good idea. Now let them go out on the indies and see where they lie. And then we'll talk about bringing them back or not. If they put on a fantastic show here, then hey. But yeah, a name value. Like Effie said, I've, I've really listened to him a lot more on his, um, oh shit, on his Twitch streams. And he's right. Sometimes it's not worth paying, you know, top dollar. That, that, that's not a good one. <laughs> but it's not worth paying big money sometime for people who won't bring seats in the door. He used a very big name as an example that once they announced him for a certain place, ticket sales should have sold out and they did not sell out there. So,
0: yeah. I didn't
1: see. uh, I want a name now. Text me the name if you don't want to say I want to know the name now. I I didn't see. I mean, he said it on the stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it on a stream and it was public and everything else. He was basically yeah. saying that, um, you know, like Nemeth is going to be coming over to LA and he said tickets should have just sold out immediately and they didn't. And he said, it's funny that there's this cost for this person to come in and the seats should have just sold out. The, the name recognition should have sold those couple hundred seats that were still remaining like, like nothing. So that was just used as an example. Um, you know, it, it is what it is if you think about it, and you you really ah. do have to think about it. We have a lot of shuffling. We have AEW very close to the WCW 2000s thing going on right now. I saw your face drop on that one. There, it, no, it's there's dude. There's a lot of craziness right now going on. Um, there's a lot going on with AEW that is not. I don't know. I don't know. I just jumped to 10 subjects right there. Sorry. I Yeah, I must say I, I kind of like lost. What I, 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 I don't know. I think that I, if my timeline is
0: correct, I think that's what happened. I thought he did sell out like pretty much as soon as it was announced. Like, I got I pretty much I, yeah. I'm going back on the timeline scrolling now. I'm going to, have to scroll a while because it's on freaking notifications. But any like, well, I thought it was within time. But I absolutely get what he's saying on some of these. Other names. I have some other names, I think, too. What are the same? Like, not similar, but um kind of falls with what he's saying. Um, You definitely don't want to overpay the talent. But, I mean, like, I think this crop of talent that was released is one of the more talented in-ring, while also the most creative outside the ring, where I think this bunch is going to do fun stuff on their indie, like, on this indie run. Like, I can't, like, the last... Last round of WWE layoffs, I can't even remember, but like there was no names I was excited to see on the Indies, like maybe one or two that come back to it. But as a whole bunch, they like we can name that, like, yeah six off the th- top that GCW bringing in, and six fun names that it's going to be fun. And I think wrestlers like them, Leo Rush, they're like maybe they could be on TV, but I don't think they would be getting a lot of TV time, and like booking wise like pushes and stuff like that i think they're mm-hmm. best bet to do the cardona way do it on your own terms create your character do go where you want to go charge what you want to charge be your own boss and not you like try to recreate yourself like cardona and i think this group definitely will be able to and i i want to see all these names of fun seeing a nickname it and hopefully elijah and seeing the top dollars and um I'll be at this show. It's it's been fun to see. I'm actually really excited to see Collective Week and what other big names they bring out that weekend.
1: Dude, I'm totally with you there. This is going to be so much fun. And every year as GCW gets a little bigger and a little bigger, the possibilities of who may show up and what surprises we have also get bigger and bigger. Uh, So right in the middle of this show, we have a little disruption here. We have a Cardona satellite feed that comes through. Matt gets on the microphone there and he says that he's going to challenge Nick Nemeth to a match in LA at the coldest winter on February 3rd. And it's kind of funny that we jumped to this, but we jumped it when we did. So I figured I'll just go ahead. All right. And do it right there. But um, I'll go ahead and give you my, my booking on this one just for fun. And I want to hear what some other people may have to say. Um, I think It would be good for Nick Nemeth to come in as a heel. He doesn't want to be here, but this is where he's at. Cranky, mean asshole. Shit's all over GCW. It's a paycheck. Hey, hey, I have to be at the top independent if I want my money. (laughs) And just as a disrespectful asshole and flip it to where cardona is the face of gcw and has to come in expel this person from our company and he's like yeah you can shit on my little brother i mean i he's like yeah i can shit on my little brother but you can't shit on my little brother kind of thing i find that very different and very unique but very possible so who knows i will I wouldn't mind kind of seeing like a little finger poker
0: doom kind of thing happening where oh shit oh this is a ruse and, and nickname is so I think gonna be some shit in LA I on accident because I'm a dumbass I didn't realize like this show is called the coldest winter too like I tweeted out the other day like with when they announced I think this Nemeth Cardona match like this card i wrote like this card is starting to feel like how the coldest winter did when they rioted with joey Vanilla turning on uh sean waltman and then like two days later like i realized oh shit this name this car is named coldest winter too so i don't know I, I just think the finger poker doom caused that kind of chaos that i think might be happening in la and spill over into arizona um this is around the time they're going to start picking stuff up for collective. And I don't know. like That's just a, like if Nemeth joins Cardona, I could see them kind of, yeah, coming in to ruin the Indies kind of thing. But I think because Nemeth is playing good guy and everywhere else, I think he's going to just stick to that. And I just I think that... I kind of agree with that. I think that the most boring kind of unless he gets like extreme if he busts out like some doors and like totally just annihilates and goes gcw style without the tubes obviously because ucc but if he just goes in and causes may mayhem and chaos i wouldn't mind seeing a face nick nemeth but i think he's just going to come in just what he's been doing and that's not going to be fun i don't think to me that's not going to be fun at least
1: i'm hoping this is more about having a real wrestling match they're both good friends. I think that between the both of them, they could put together something easy. Um, Matt Cardona is notoriously easy to work with in ring. So you never know. Um, I don't know how crazy it could get, but this is kind of another question. Is Brett afraid of booking in LA to where the fans might get so mad they throw shit because LA gets a little wilder than. I don't think he minds it like once every
0: other year. Like, I think what's about to come up coldest winter like I don't know just the timing like it would have been two years ago I think that was when um yeah you know we turned on Sean at the end of that show and that guy ran out the back because <laughs> there was a whole bunch of shit being thrown over my head I'm like alright we're good I don't need to get no bottle I gotta come back tomorrow for two more shows so mm-hmm. Um I don't know Like I, I think he enjoys the chaos he doesn't mind it as long as it's not overdone I think he does get to a point like it's overdone then what's the point of even doing it because now it's like everything else that's overdone wrestling but I, I could see him on purpose kind of trying to push that needle to cause that chaos.
1: Hmm. Um, I just, I just no, wanted to ask cause this fucking, the fans are so crazy there. I just had to, ask. I, I, that's what
0: I'm kind of hoping cause my family's going to be at the LA show. Like, Hey, I don't mind a riot in Arizona. Like I got the next day off of work and it's going to be just me there. Like let's riot then don't ride in LA please. But, uh, I don't know. I, I have a feeling something big is going to be happening in LA and I just I don't know I'm excited I'm really excited for it. this is one of the most excited cards I've like been looking forward to to go to in person um in a while I think maybe since Vikingo and that was just to see Vikingo that night um I just really thought it was cool Cardona sending in the video just he didn't have to do that but to kind of further this along this is probably the promo he wanted to cut anyway at the end so it doesn't matter whether he was there in person or not but um i just think it was cool of him to do that for the gcw fans and just that whole car just had well the whole weekend everybody suffered from so many uh cancellations and had to rebook and stuff but i think up until this point the way brett handled it and treated it i think and that's another reason i think it went four hours he wanted to give these fans hey like we know you're not going to get what you wanted but Correct. i'm calling in big guns. I'm calling in a Nick Wayne. I'm calling in a Colt Cabana. I'm calling in these names to give you fans a show to make up for this shitty weather and all the cancellations. And here you fucking go. And I think that was so cool. And, um, they, this show was absolutely delivering even after, uh, all these cancellations.
1: Yeah. Hey, so funny thing. I was about 90 to 90. I was down to just getting the final editing and the music in. And, yeah, so many so many cancellations had come through the pipeline that I found out about that I'm like i i can't I can't possibly put this out. It would be so wrong. It wouldn't even be an advertisement. It would just be fantasy,
0: yeah, I get it. I got it And I too. I kind of felt bad. I'm like, hopefully you didn't work on this too long because every time, I'm like, yeah, you probably finished a match, it got cancelled and another match was announced, and it was just way too hard. I kind of agree with you. that was a
1: good a uh, good time just to call it, call it a night on that one. So here's a crazy little story that came from Effie on his, uh, again, this is all public stuff, so it's not like I'm leaking anything crazy. He was supposed to do some stuff with SGC over at MLW. And for whatever reason, it didn't go the way that Effie wanted it to go when it comes to contractual whatever. Uh, And so the replacement was Microman. And so he didn't like that that was considered kind of a, Kind of a slap in the face, a backhanded slap, but still nonetheless. And that was a story he was telling today, which I thought was fascinating.
0: I would love to find out, like, especially from Mansur.
1: Mm-hmm. I, listen, I
0: don't need to know this shit. This is like just some shit I would like to know. After all that MLW stuff and the problems with this contract and the free Freemance Warner stuff, and this, could be the, this is the idiot to me. I'm not saying I don't know anything about the business, but... Brilliant. And then for him to go back was odd and interesting. Not just him, others going back and doing work there. But then we're seeing all these new faces that weren't there and working for them. So, like, and I don't know if, like, at the last I heard was Court was Bauer. Like, and I don't know if he's like still the one. And like, what's changed? Or whatnot? like, i just be interested in what made what's changed to make you go back to uh to a company like that when you kind of. Shitted on it, and I know it's different. I think it's different when it's like CM Punk and stuff like that because it goes from like you're talking about millions of dollars there, like, yep, big contractual differences. And I, I just don't know on the indie scene, like, how much that made a difference. I, I would just like to the him to spill the tea on that one, or I would like to find out the tea in that one.
1: I also saw Jennifer Smith said, Hey, yes, so I figured I'd just say her earlier. Yeah. I was like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> Ah, uh, we were we were totally engrossed in our talk here. So that happens every now and then. Yeah. So I mean, he was just in the mode of just he was in the mood of just answering questions and talking to people on Twitch and telling his story. And again, I recommend going over there for Monday Night Raw because he does that during Monday Night.
0: I used to hop in because he was watching a lot of uh, cool indies. There. And he still does. I mean, like, but before I was able to hop in a little bit earlier. But now I ain't got no time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. He'll go in there and then he'll post a bunch of matches. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, usually he'll get on there, and maybe play some old video games. Like I watched him play The Simpsons Hit and Run. I was like, Oh hell yeah! Uh, he played Ten Eighty today. Sit oh, there and wow. listen to him, you know, gossip and talk about, and then play Ten Eighty. So nothing. <laughs> All right. So what do you think about this next match? This was one of the ones that was, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah. t- <laughs> I thought uh I thought it was a lot of positive in this next match. It is a lucha six man match. All right, let me get these competitors right. We got Los Desperados, the team of Ares, Demonic Flamita, and Letigo against I just now noticed that do they just call them this on the GCW show? On on case match it says defeat Oh, sorry, there we go. Spoiler, defeat the other lucha team is
1: that what they were called on the show and i missed it i guess so i didn't know i know yeah cole was an honorary cole was an honorary lucha for the oh it is yeah, yeah. It's, it just popped up literally right when i turned my head it just popped
0: up the other lucha team that is <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> okay i thought getting pissed at all the fans and uh i uh, know we were just naming this other lucha team That was good i missed that i totally missed that on
1: the commentary um oh, that's fantastic i think i missed I- it because holy shit this match good it was a whirlwind. I put uh, My note was GCW Lucha, the best there is. I mean, no shit. That's the most generic. But what happened was it just hit me like that. I, in my notes, I put, just tell people to watch the match. Like, I wish there was more to it. You need to just go watch that match specifically. It's just, I mean, Letigo, Ares, DeMonica, Flamita, um, Coradric, Aramis, and Oniel Bendito, which... This was Bendito's first match since the match in L.A. that was so-so, and he delivered here, and that's what I was really hoping because I wonder if that guy after L.A. was just a little disappointed, and I'm happy he had a chance to run it back.
0: Yeah, he definitely looked like a different wrestler this night and so did everyone else. Yeah, I agree with you. Another fucking Lucha classic. That's what I wrote. Um and Cole stepped up, like, the Lucha game to match it. And I loved it. Like, you could feel like he was kind of feeling himself. He did the Lucha moves that the his teammates were cheering for him. I loved it. I loved it for Cole. You can see the fun. You see the fun back in him. And that wasn't there for a little bit. So it is nice to see the fun back in him, seeing him enjoy wrestling, even if it's like this. And I think he was, like, a throw-in. Um, I, think, I believe he was thrown into this match um, to fill in for somebody, too. But, man, it was good. And, yeah. Talia Chicago's been treated some lucha classics from GCW. This was another one. It was it was great. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there was about go check it out. You said, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, There was about a three month period where Cole was down. He just wasn't feeling hot. You could even see it online all the time. It's like man, Um, his bounce back's been good though. He's been putting in a lot of wins. His singles matches have been of higher caliber. And he's down probably 15. Last I talked to him, he said 15, and that was a little bit ago. So he's probably down about 20 pounds now. And he looks great. And he looks a touch more serious, and I like that. So I'm yeah, hoping, I- uh, I'm hoping this continues for him. He does look in better
0: shape, too. I I noticed that as well. And um, I, I just see the happiness, and we'd always say when we see wrestlers happy, it makes a difference in their performance, and that is definitely what we have been seeing in Cole. And, yeah, this Lucha, definitely go check it out. The uh, words can't do it justice, as this seems to be happening a little bit more often with the GCW Lucha.
1: All right, uh, so what you thinking, bud? I
0: know, I'll just go, go to the next match. Okay. You, know, you got
1: something I was going to tell you, if, if if anyone's here and they really want to stick around for anything, this is the one where we need to talk, because you and I need to talk about Blake Christian. I think it's going to be fun, because I'm more con right now, and you're more pro, and I think it'll be fun. I, I sent you my notes ahead of time, so you pretty much knew where I was going, because I didn't want you to just be like, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, What what is that seventh match of the night? I'm so sorry
0: no you're good so uh seventh match of the night is the gcw world title match blake christian defending it against tankman yes all right where do you want to go here i don't know where you want to start this conversation okay let's have it okay
1: so let's do it this way i'll just go down to my notes tankman put up one hell of a fight here i really do wish we had more tankman in gcw and like I said, I think the last show, if I just got to see a little bit more of what he's about, I would like to see him take a run as maybe a JCW champion. I need to see more of him, though. I'm just saying just six more months of seasoning on my TV, and then I would just be a little more connected to him. But he's that type that has the personality that I—he, I, you could easily connect to him, so I'm looking forward to that. Our winner here was Blake Christian. And now let's talk. Have you do you have anything to say before we start in on this one about the match? Yeah. It was a good match.
0: Yeah, I has got a couple of notes here. So are we stopping before what happened at that we stopping at the end of the match match or not going
1: into I'm on you're, I'm on you now. I've said okay. the little things. I'm on to whatever you have to say, and then we're gonna talk it talk. All right. so my notes
0: real fast. Um Glad to see Tankman back as well, but I also love kind of seeing him sporadically. I know it's weird to say I want mm-hmm. to see him more, but I think him showing up a little bit sporadically, kind of how he is, I except I would like to a little bit more often um, to keep that monster in him to kind of show it's kind of like a showcase instead of like, hey, every week he's just dominating, dominate, dominating. Dominate, and then at some point they're going to run out of dominating or he's going to have to lose. And I think that's going to hurt him or. Like, what hurt him is over the long run if, if we see him more. So, I do want to see him more, but I do like seeing him spread out a little bit. Um, the one spot in this match, I, love, I loved everything. He didn't sell shit for Blake when it, he didn't call for it, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love like, the stomp. When, when Blake could not get that stomp on him, he was, like, stomping on his back. I loved it. It made Tankman look so strong. Um, I thought this was another creative ending for Blake's run. Um, While it still made Tankman look really good, Mercer's looking good in his role as the enforcer and backup. Um, I think this really enhances Mercer's strengths, as showing him as the big muscle guy and handling Tankman doing the moonsault battery of Tankman was was fucking insane. Um, And then, oh, what was I saying? Oh, okay. Then I kind of went off to the end of the next match, but I kind of uh, I'll I'll space it out there. But that's kind of in my thing with the Blake stuff. Um, the talking, I, I I want to see him talk more as a champion. I feel like we haven't really heard him talk um, mm-hmm. as a champion as much on the mic since he's been champion. He did way more talking defending than he did, uh, <laughs> or chasing the title that he did defending the t- as defending the title. But mm-hmm. next match when he was on commentary and hopped on, like him, just all that talking is like. I, we This is stuff we should have been hearing over the last few months, I think. Gotcha. Just condensed into one show. And I just want to hear a little bit more talking on him uh, on the mic as champion. Especially now since he's kind of got this
1: renewed character refreshed up with Mercer as backup. So you just spoon-fed me right into our conversation. Let's go. Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and read the first, let's just say, statement that I had about this. I wrote down while I was watching this match... Blake's character, first of all, I love you, Blake. He knows it. I'm just talking about Blake's, the character of Blake Christian. And I think this has to do with booking more or less than anything else, more than it does the character. So I'm just saying. Blake's character plays the guy who comes out and spoils something good. Repeatedly. There has been no stated purpose or motivation. Therefore, it makes no sense to me. He doesn't need the belt to do what he's doing now. So what's the purpose of him holding the belt? So that's that was my circular argument there. Um, But that's where it came in with you was I agree with you. If he was on the microphone more, I would know his stated purpose or motivation, which would help me to understand his direction. And that's why I said what sets Blake apart from Charles Mason. Because with Mason, there's generally a stated target, a stated you know, and and with Blake Christian, it could be very random. And I think that's good because there's a, re- a level of unpredictability. But in the booking of heels, it can be somewhat demoralizing to the fans for a heel not to get his shit kicked in more often um, than what he does right now. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of where I put on the first one, because I don't want to fill a bunch in on you. But, yeah, I put that he comes out and spoils something good, which we know is a lot of... Um, I just don't have a stated purpose or motivation if he got on the mic, I feel that would be uh, that would erase that problem, which basically means my entire first paragraph that I just wrote to you would be completely nullified if I just had a good micro- like a good reason if he would just tell me I'm here to do this specifically. I don't care if it's a personal professional reason I don't care if it's i don't know, but huh. I disagree and agree with myself, but I'm trying to give you the roadmaps so you understand. You know what I mean? I agree with you, but I'm trying to tell you the problem is on my side what I... Yeah.
0: So can I tell you where my... Here's where I see? Like, kind of to answer your question of, like, what's the purpose? He's the champion. He doesn't want anybody to fuck with him. He's already not been champion. He almost, like, he left GCW... Realize, like, hey, he got rejected by the bigger leagues. Now he's back to GCW. He's, like, realize, hey, this is where I'm at. This is my place. I have to keep this my place. Like, I can't let the Moxies come in and control GCW again because look what happened last time. Like, can't let the Nick Gages. I don't want to get extreme. Like, this is – I think he just wants to have control of GCW. Um, Mm. doesn't want to lose what he kind of left, like, and lost when he did leave. And he wants to hurt the challengers, I think. And so that way – They're obviously hurt for him by the time he comes, and he's kind of beating them up before they have a chance to beat him up. So that's just my thing. Now, I think going into, like, the whole chase for the belt, we could have heard a lot more stuff other than just, hey, I'm the shit, I'm the shit. Like, that's pretty much what he was saying. Like, I would have worked—I wanted more purpose during—this is what I was saying, like, and you agree. I I wanted more purpose during the chase than what we are like— more purpose when he was talking during the chase. And now that he is champion, we ain't hear nothing. And I would kind of like to hear kind of like, Hey, what he's going to do to stay on top and stay ahead of everybody.
1: Well, I mean, I look at it as almost like someone who went to the top of a mountain, got to the top, looked around and went, okay, what next?
0: What I think it's like looking what? down, like hey, everybody stay down. I think he's like pushing, like I picture him just stomping up. on everyone's head, literally stomping on everybody, keeping him down. So that way he's on top because uh, without the belt, we saw what he was in GCW. So I don't know. That's just my kind of my wrestling booking in my head and kind of the story and the purpose and stuff like that.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so we've got that much down. Let me see if there was anything else in that statement and anything really. No, I just felt that it just needs a clear whatever. And I will say that I feel like maybe I did overcomplicate his purpose. Maybe it is just to, hey, come out and dirty style, stomp down someone before they become a, truer, a bigger threat. So, I mean, same thing. I think he could put a promo somewhere once uh, once every two shows that would kind of back that up. And I think that would be a little better. It's a set off. Oh, so,
0: yeah. For me, it's like set up the next challenge. You're like that that's I've been bitching about this. That's my this is not Blake's fault. This Uh-oh. is fucking <laughs> this is a creative. Like this is me. This is where I've always bitched about his entire title. None of these other than what I just said, he's but like it shouldn't be the champion picks the fucking challenger. Like sorry, the champion you defended. Like it shouldn't be like he gets to pick. Oh, I want to keep it easy and go against Adam Priest or like I, these lower non GCW. Not lower. I hate saying that. Like the people we don't see regularly on GCW, and the more local talent when we are in those territories. I I just want to see a story, a purpose, a chase. The um I that's what I want to see back and forth. Someone cut him up. Tell him to shut the fuck up. And then now we have a title a challenger that actually makes sense, too. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I like my wrestling. It makes sense, especially when it comes to the title belts and the world champions specifically. Like, Sawyer wreck in the next title, like, it's just like, hey, she's getting the title belt or title shot just because she's in Tampa. It's like, I wish she would have gotten a couple more wins uh, over these last few shows recently just to keep her, like, hey, by momentum, that makes sense. Yeah, she's been on fire. She should go against Blake. Not like, hey, we haven't seen her in a few months and, now she's getting the next round. This is no shot on earth. This has been every opponent for Blake. It's not not their fault, not the opponent's fault. They stepped up and had the great matches and delivered. It's I just think it's the booking of the chase of the belt that kind of takes away the funnest part of wrestling. That's why they always are having the faces chase after the heels going into WrestleMania, the chase, like to get the fans behind them for that big, Holy shit moment at the collective. Like we're not seeing a consistent face and maybe hopefully now in LA, we'll start to see one to start building their way up and challenge right Felicia. So play Christian.
1: All right. So I, I think I, I think I kind of doubled my next point, but I'll just say it anyway, the heel Blake's playing, gets his ass kicked more often as it just needs to get his ass kicked more often as an instigator. I put it, it's been months and the heel hasn't really fallen. So it's demoralizing to the fans. So I'll go through that. Uh, Here we go. Blake's reign is full of middle of the road challengers who we know weren't GCW championship capable before the match even started. I really do wish we had more in-house opponents for Blake. Um, Yeah. I'll just leave that at that and let you go from there just to, uh, Okay, okay. Not not that that I bitched about
0: just now and have been in the past. I'm the same. I want more in house defenses or challengers that make sense and right for like make it make a purpose.
1: And there's only so many regulars, so to speak. So if we are going to have more in house um, challengers, we need to have just a touch of a story in it because, like I said, we only have so many that come around, you know, in the traveling circus over time okay jennifer smith asks there's jenny asking is blake's time over though
0: i think i literally wrote this in my notes i think and i think maybe i sent it to you too i think shane mercer refreshed it and extended it a little bit longer than maybe what it should have been i think maybe it it got to the point where for me i wanted a new champion just to start like just to make purpose and i love like him his matches and stuff i just No challengers that made sense. I thought his time was coming up. But now with Mercer there, like now maybe this will extend a little bit further where he could get like an actual threat. And that's why Mercer's there. Maybe now he's starting to feel even more threatened. And that's why uh, he's bringing Mercer in and to kind of, this is maybe foreshadowing his time of uh, champion. I think I told you, I would love to see a Shane Mercer kind of uh, Batista Triple H kind of thing where Mercer's kind of turns on Blake Christian over time.
1: (laughs) Ooh. All right okay, okay here we go. so if anybody wants to pull out quotes here we go um there there's gonna be yeah I'm clipping it. It, 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 is. it it is. um okay, so I'm just being fair about this and I'm trying to pull it back five years from now. how am I gonna you know look back at this? I put that right now the we're missing the big fight feel a world champion match should have the belt seems to be missing its importance right now. We may look at the championship run as kind of a downtime for the belt years from now. It feels almost as this run is a gift for one of the boys more than it is for the fans. So, I mean, I'm just trying to be tough with it. I love Blake. I think he's the kindest of all gentlemen, but I just want to say we may look at this three years from now and go, oh yeah, that, that fucking guy. What a And he did his job, but I don't know if he did it in a go away kind of heat way or I don't know cuz cuz it's becoming annoying to a lot of people. I think that's how it started off going away. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, well, I I'm trying to be fair but at the same time I'm ready to move on to where my championship has a big fight feel. I'm ready for my championship to be at the end of the fucking show unless there's a special attraction or a death match that, you know, I think that's really fair. Um I I do want to see the challenger take on the best, and if it has to be in the region, I think that's fair. But yeah, it would be, it would be really a lot nicer if we could have a storyline in house with someone, you know, before uh, uh, before Manser came out and dumped Effie over the ropes. The crowd went nuts for that Effie win. They went ballistic. This fan base for the longest time, they've always been a feel-good fan base, let's not lie. For the longest time, we've been ready now for a face champion to take over this company again. We've got heels generally in Violence is forever. We have heels right now or we have a heel for um Blake right now. I mean, our our Rhea Yamashita comes in once every month or two to to hit a match or a weekend. So that's not even being defended on American TV half the time. So sometimes the only two matches with titles that we're gonna see have have heels in the spot. So that's kind of it. it, It's not feel good, and that's exactly what GCW is. When you think of it, you think of just screaming fans, and when you know that's what I look at. And um, like I said, this is me going harsh tonight. I swear to God, I love all of this. But I'm saying from a booking aspect, if they don't give him a reason and something exciting and a storyline to put behind it, then it's the same old shit. And I'm not interested because I've seen it before. I don't care what face they change at this point. This his, Like I said before, I was worried as a first title defense that his title is going to be the the his title is going to be dictated by his um opponents and his opponents have been middle of the road yeah love that I, I do I, I love y'all but i think what's that's happening? what's what
0: unfortunately uh, with him um I, I i might be getting my wish that i've kind of asked for like i've been saying i want storylines with gcw and regulars and fighting and taking over and i think this is what we're getting with Manser and Effie, but I also think it's also going to lead to the 2024. Like the collective, I think should be just one big happy ending. Like people, all the faces not faces win, but like all the fan favorites win. Get that belt off Blake. Start fresh, a new GCW 2024 with the old roster leading the charge. And then now start will. Like leading into 2025, start building in the next wave of stuff. And I think this is like the cyclical part of GCW where they need to come back with their coin. I think that's why everybody's been loving everything they've been doing lately is because they are focusing on the regulars with the big storylines. I just wish they would do Blake as a champion with some part of that stuff. And I just, I think I'm getting my wish there. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that the regulars kind of take over. And as you said, like we got to find a way I think the big blow off, I think, is Man- how to get that bell to Mancer to have F.E. take it off of my collective. I think that would just be the big blow off and great start for 2024 2020- or the, the next part of
1: 2024, the storylines after Collective Weekend. Well, for the last two months, the F.E. and Man storyline has been the storyline. And I'm hoping they continue to do a great job with that because I'm hoping that's setting an example for some of the others in the locker room so that they can learn how to set up their own storylines and make something compelling for themselves. You know, sometimes a lot of fans will come to the show and they'll be like, this is fantastic. You know, this and that, I remembered a couple of personalities, but sometimes they don't remember much else. That's generally because storylines are what most people will sometimes remember past the flips and past this and that, or crazy shots of that with something. Um, But, My first show, my
0: first memories and wrestlers of the first show, Matthew Justice, Manswagger, and Manders fucking wrestling and jumping off of shit outside in Vegas. Like, what the hell? Like, this is my first GCW show. What the hell is going on? And then Effie, just like the presence that he had. I'm like, this was my first time seeing all these people in GCW. Like, yeah. They're a big deal. SGC is a big deal. Effie is a big deal. Jordan, seeing, like, a young kid going out having a great match against the legend Rick and, uh, Ricky Marvin, like, holy shit, like, he could go. Like, I never heard of Jordan before. I know Ricky. Like, who's this kid holding up? Like, all these people were the ones that stood out to my in my memory of those first GCW nights, and those are the regulars. Those are the people that I think they should be starting to come back and build around, heading into Collective. Like, I want to see who Gringo's big, uh, big adversary is this year for collective because he's been having his Ooh. the best matches of his careers right around collective time and it's been fun to see because they've just been so built up and and awesome and i think we're gonna get Effie mans i don't know i think this tampa is gonna be kind of a
1: something's gonna happen there i think i, I think maybe that's where bike comes in and just fucks it all up for everybody i don't think it's the first match i have a deep down feeling as creative as both of these men are no shit as, bo- as creative as both of these men are, I feel this is the start of a small series of matches, and I hope I'm right. Gee, yeah, I hope you that guys too. That- right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is another one of the shirts I did myself. That's nah, a I white shirt. I've got four, four different uh, four different colors of green, and, yeah, this is white, and then I dyed it black. So, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's awesome, yeah. dude. I, I'm able to do a shirt for, like, 10 bucks or something. So I get $10 shirts and I get to pick my own colors. It's kind of cool.
0: I think the sad part about this whole Blake Christian stuff is like we spent probably the last few podcasts not talking about what's next for him. Cause it's like, what could be next? Cause we really haven't seen anything leading towards next with all his kind of the mid tier talent. He's wrestling defending the belt. Like we're more talking about like, what's going to, who's going to take it off? What's all the other fun stuff that's going to happen after the belt. So I think, yeah, it is at that point, even though Mercer's there, I think it's going to help extend it to Collective maybe is what my thinking is, but I don't know. Like, Do they do two belt swaps in and, and one weekend? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Dude, I, that's fine.
1: I'm down I'm, for all of it.
0: Yeah, that's what makes it fun. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. It's going to be a, It's going to be fun to see and interesting. I'm excited, obviously. It's, it's a lot of possibilities now. That's And we're not even talking about all the new names that might be coming into GCW, so fuck with shit.
1: Um, okay, it's funny you said that. I can't Okay, Dude, I got. I, I Today, got. Yep. I said, "When is TOS, bro?" And it's in the summer. If you're a fan of our podcast, there's one person I've been really wanting to get into GCW for the longest time because I said, uh, I said he's a monster and um, he's fucking huge and he's great at death matches. And, uh, no, nah, man. Um, yeah. So somebody, one of my guys, I know, right? Yeah. One of my guys who I'm really looking forward to see, I believe I'm going to be seeing in the summer right around TOS. So I, I, I already gave a lot away. Luckily, it's live. So, and then recorded for later shit. But anybody who knows wrestling and knows me knows that I'm a big, big body person. I'm a big fan of, you know, guys that, Come out of cornfields and wow. Well,
0: I have we got another big guy we could talk about right now. If you want, if you're trying to backpedal, you out of this situation here. We could go into no, the scramble match.
1: No, not at all. Actually, okay. I'd ask, it, it, I'm I believe around summer, if not a little earlier, if everything lines up, we're seeing cruel in GCW. Breaking news over here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm looking back on it. That came out somewhere else. So it's not.
0: All right, next match.
1: <laughs> this is how I transitioned, uh Blake Christian. <laughs> it wasn't no no no. This was this was this was kind of public stuff. This was Okay, okay. I was all like oh, the so next one. Asked about it and got an answer about it, and it was not in a back channel. This was totally public, and if people were there to see it, they would have caught it also. It was just I'm just saying that's yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of exciting stuff. I'm actually excited to see a lot of names. I know, like, I've been saying, too, the deathmatchers, you got to start rebuilding kind of the deathmatch uh, little group that they've been running as of late. Um, yeah, I don't know. Should we go on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, you're uh, laughing. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, no. Like I said, I, I asked in a public setting. And- I was about to say, I don't want to get anybody in trouble or anything like
1: that. No, 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 there's nothing in trouble whatsoever. It was this would be I asked someone else and they were doing their Should be, be. but otherwise,
0: no, not 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 the punter, not the punter biz. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think as I was writing my notes, going going into the next match, they had a nice transition as Blake. It goes right into the scramble. Shane Mercer just stays out in the ring as the rest of the competitors come into the scramble, which I liked. Um, then Blake on commentary, I think as we both kind of just hit upon, uh, was awesome hearing him kind of talk. We do want to see a little bit more of it to figure out what's going on and what's next. But I think the scramble was a interesting pairing as we had in that scramble, Brayden Toon, Alec Price, Golden Dragon, Joshua Bishop, Micro Man, and Pero. Whoa, oh, what? Oh, and Shane Mercer that was still in the ring. Yeah, uh, that is a scramble in a hat. Well, uh, that was a scramble. It was a,
1: it was a really good scramble. Um, yeah, it was definitely scrambled. Holy shit, it was all over the place. Oh my uh, goodness, it, it was crazy. It was a lot of craziness action. in one pan. It was like there was so much going on in this match. Um, okay, a couple observations. I actually like Pero coming out without the chain on the the doggy harness thing but i still like him i don't know what else to call it it's like a harness thingy for like i would yeah uh my life isn't that exciting but i i like still having him come out with a chain it's kind of nice to have uh (laughs) a special entrant was added to that match and that's where we got welcome to the jungle playing across the speakers i originally thought it was going to be george south so i was losing my shit i'm like welcome to the jungles george south is Jam nope microman enters the ring to holy shit chance what you thinking bro that that
0: it was just chaotic like the scene of peril and microman was the best bishop being back was awesome like i want to see more Mm -hmm. bishop in gcw i think he's like he's good for jcw but i think he's also menacing enough to do some really cool stuff in gcw um yeah, Microman was kind of the star of it. uh Golden Dragon, interesting seeing that. That's what I think. One of the first times I've seen Golden Dragon. Um, Brayden too. Nice seeing him getting the getting the push and getting the, all these matches still in GCW. And yeah, this was a crazy group. High flyer, Microman, two monsters, Alec Price, Braden. It was just one of those chaotic scrambles, and I think it was just a fun, big mesh of styles and it. Had a fun little stories of the Microman Pero, the Bishop looking up at uh, Pero trying to challenge him. Like I loved how they told a bunch of different stories in this scramble.
1: Yeah, to me, this match was pretty much wrapped around Microman and what he can do next. Uh, we had uh, the micro meet chant when Microman decided to face off with Pero and Bishop at the same time. Then we had the Microman dive from the Opera Box. Um, I forgot about that dive yeah dude is so unique and just okay what I really want to know is that as a performer I want to know how much um tape that they had to watch so they knew how to work with microman you know what I mean because they worked I mean I'm not going to cut the shit here they worked really well there was quite a few spots there to where they did a really good job and I'm sure they had to kind of know their shit ahead of time to know where and what to do because unless you know Spanish, how the hell are you going to tussle with them? So,
0: yeah, and that's what I was wondering about too. Like, what, how did that conversation go with Perro and Microman in the back? In the back, like how yeah. to set that up and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, things you think of. I also love seeing Miedo like in the background of one of the cut scene. Like I forgot, like I think it was one of the entrances are in the back. You see him just chilling on a chair, eating eating some food right next to commentary, just hanging out, enjoying it. So <laughs> I, I love seeing all that little stuff. Uh, Mercer getting the win. Well,
1: yeah, I, I like this those match stuff. these young guys in it. That's all. I'm so sorry. No, I do looking right, right over here. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of young talent in here. And I mean, almost everyone in this match could take that JCW title. Yeah, I don't even like see, see Microman on it. <laughs> I told, I said I would have loved to have sim seen, seen him and Janella. Janella put that title on the line. I would have loved to have seen Microman get the extreme title. Yeah, the reason, I, the reason being is because that title is so heavy that he would be, he would be. That would probably be a third of his weight. Microman's like sixty eight pounds. That belt, well, really? oh twenty. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that was good. I it was good. Sixty-eight.
0: It was a good, fun scramble. Just like in the middle,
1: just throw chaos right in the middle of the card. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think you it was good. In the middle of a card, I got chaos in the middle. Of a card. You fuckers like boneless wings? That's not. That's that's chicken nuggets, I guys. Boneless. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said same. I don't. Uh, same. Y'all are nice. crazy out there. You got to have wings. You got to have bones in them. Uh, you know what? It's kind of. Just cut the just cut the chase. Just cut it. Eat it. Let's go. I don't want to Okay. Chase. So you know what? I was always riding my son's ass about that. Cause I'm like, man, have some wings, you know, get like a drum or get the, you know, whatever. Right. And, uh, see chicky tendies, you ass I'm surrounded by tendy fans. Okay. <laughs> so I asked my son about it and he's like, you know, honestly, I don't feel like picking a carcass. I'd rather someone just take the meat off for me and get it all together. And I'm like. Okay, up see, there's the wifey coming in. Flat, flats to see. She's the bunny kind of girl. <laughs> all right, anyway. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, Alec Price, big fan, Shane Mercer, big fan, Braden Tune, big. F- it's like, come on, uh, yeah, Perro's educated though, so he may know Spanish. You never know in that one, but all right, yeah, go so well with him. This was microman's coming back no no kidding there's no way in hell he's not coming back after those performances that weekend
0: i i, I fully expect to see him uh at the clusterfuck and i definitely need to see ricky Bourbon show up at the clusterfuck somehow some way i was shocked he showed up to that show to be honest with you by then i found out like he lived kind of close to us i'm like that made sense i think he would uh oh, wow. pop some numbers
1: for the collective here Ricky uh, Berwick, the the guy yeah. with Janela on Janela's Own? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Uh, I'm still thrown off by the wing thing, so I'm sorry, guys. I, I, grew, yeah. I grew up in Ohio where buffalo- I like wings. was created, so it's like, damn. I like wings, but
0: I, if I had a choice of yeah, that, just give me something, let me stick a fork in there, put it in ranch, and uh, we're good to go.
1: <laughs> ranch. You know what's good? Okay. We're we're talking for a minute, so fuck it here. I like la- a Buffalo Wild Wing. Yeah, it is. The garlic, uh the, the garlic, uh what the fuck is that called? Garlic parmesan are fucking awesome. And then there's a spicy garlic that's badass, which you which you have. There's a the dry rub one too. It's fucking awesome. Like a garlic, whatever. It wings stuff.
0: Uh, I like a buffalo wild wing a hot barbecue. Uh, my wife actually just ate there on Saturday. They said they brought the hot barbecue sauce back. I was like, oh shit, I might need to stop by there.
1: There you go, Nuggie fans. oh my goodness okay okay yeah i just i we could get off subject real quick here so our winner in that shane mercer and yeah here we are looking strong knew that was coming
0: yeah i like i'm glad to see him get pushed i've been calling kind of asking for him to get pushed for a while so uh seeing this kind of was happy to see and i like to see i think he's also the Kind of like how AJ Gray was hey, we need you in this fill in for this death match. Shane Mercer's got you. We need you for a scramble. Shane Mercer's got you. It like, doesn't matter what you need, Shane Mercer's there for you. And um, yeah, I'm kind of glad to see he has a purpose and kind of a sense and a push right now. All right. Uh, next match is the GCW Ultraviolet title match as the champion Rena Yamashita defends it against John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, I love the start. I love the hot start. Um, and I love the timing. Like it was just quick. You know, well, let's see. I I wrote it was short. Yes, I think was, I wrote six minutes. It's eight minutes. Eight minutes long. Just boom, boom. Quick, violent match. Loved it. And I says I I think Rena's also hate to say it. We need a new title. Like so, I'm one that's going to be defended, as you said, a little bit more than uh as often as it's been. Even though like it came out to twelve times last year once a month it didn't feel like that because they were all so spread out and kind of clubbed together whenever she was here working in the states i for one kind of wouldn't mind seeing a new face carry the ultraviolet title and represent gcw and a new face just to kind of create new matchups in gcw like i actually wouldn't mind bringing back um I think she's hurt, though. Casey Kirk, man. I think she would have been a a cool little challenger, or a cool new champion with some awesome matchups. Also leading into, as we possibly said, uh, a newcomer coming into the division in the summer. And with some backstory that they have there, I think it would have been a good story to tell. And maybe they could still tell it now that they might be bringing them uh, bringing him back bringing him in the summer with Casey Kirk. I, I just want to see new blood as a champion, new matchups, new faces. And I think after collective should be a good time to do so.
1: Okay. So we were talking about the whole thing with Rini Amashta. Yeah. So what's going on with her is like, we see her once every two months. Sometimes I think we saw her, uh, well, we saw her here in January. We saw her in December a little bit. And then it had been like October since then. I like a fighting champion, but I would like to see it on my television show more than anything else the there has been a total of seven title holders of the gcw Ultraviolent championship let's see we've got cologne at 105 days that was number one number two drew parker 93 masashi takeda was number three at 19 days number four was alex cologne's second run 138 number five was murdoch 66 days Number six was Alex Cologne's third run of 69 days. And then we have Rina Yamashita right now running 529 days. So until this run, we hadn't seen this belt go over 138 days ever. I'm I'm okay with change. I just don't know who to put in that position right now. Do you have maybe a name you're thinking of? I mean, Murdoch or who do you think? Man... I want, dude, let me just throw this out there because I'm fucking sick of saying it. I uh, Let me pop the cork. I want Schlack back. I would love him to come in fucking, I'm so sorry. I just, I miss, I miss GCW bite out of our GCW fights, And it seems like Schlack came in with a bite. And I, I can say this about some others, but this is the one where, I think maybe Brett needs to test the audience on some of these wrestlers again, because he went over like crazy in Japan. And I think he was on a show not too long ago. And we, I just, I'd like to see, God, it's time just for some change. It's just time for some change in my fucking mind. I mean, it's okay to play nice all the time, but all right, I've seen Rena. Well, so has Japan about as much as we've seen her. And I don't think it's fair. Because our, 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 fucking, our belt is gone for half the time and look what she did. Well, that's nice. I don't want to watch something on tape delay. And honestly, I don't care for the company that she's working at, wherever that company is at this time or another. So for me, I just want a fighting championship at home. I like the whole feel good, this and that for GCW. But when it comes to things like ultraviolet matches, I need that bite. I need that, um, I need that attitude. Rina comes out, and it's a lot of happy, happy. Who is typing? Is that you?
0: No, my son. He's on the keyboard Uh, over there. Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, So, so, I mean, I think, I mean, without going too much further, I think we're not seeing as much championship defense as we should, especially when we're kind of short on championships for some reason. Uh, The JCW title right now is about to be defended in France. If anybody's paying attention to that, there's about to be a, I guess it would be a unification, but whoever comes out of that match between Jordan and, I forget the name of the other. They look bad like the reason, wasn't it? No, no, no. This is, this is a show in France. That's oh, coming up okay. soon. They're putting a French title up against the JCW title. You get a chance, maybe check it out there. Um, but now we have maybe Jordo 2 belts going on. I, I don't know. Uh, either that, or we lost our shit in France. We're gonna find out. It's better than a that's another back of a back like... of a Honda and a fucking Jersey garage somewhere. <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 I'm kind of with you.
0: I do want to see Rena's. Like, we do need a new champion, but also, like, with Blake being the champion, like that and the tag belts are the only ones like that are going to be here. Like that Ultraviolet belt is not here. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm honestly trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a U.S. wrestler or Canada, like a North American wrestler, deathmatch wrestler, to be the champion. And I, I, and I'm, t- I'm actually kind of thinking outside GCW. Like, I wouldn't mind Cole as being like the resurgence to start doing it again, Um, mm-hmm. the death matches, and bring new young blood into that belt. But I cannot think of any names, like literally, that I would want to see come in that like really hasn't been here already. Um, I mean, if
1: they're gonna, be, if is like, we're gonna be in the same, thank you. Yep,
0: yeah, her, I'm, I'm her.
1: sorry, that's the name, the pop that she got, and the match that she I had. Got another. I got one more Ludark Shatan. You need to go see her if you haven't. Ludark yeah, we... in Mexico is fan-fucking-tastic, and she could carry this division, no questions asked. A hundred percent. I've been fighting to get her up here, I have a feeling that maybe be also. Well, didn't she just wrestle like on one- she was in the junkyard? Oh, the Mexico, yeah, yeah the Mexico show, yeah. Yep, yeah, I was, I was nervous as shit for her because I really wanted her to do a really good show because she was up against Rina down there, and that's that's gatekeeping territory. So yeah, I was hoping that she really had a good match with her because you know how it is, people get tried out sometimes in territories. That's how they're found. So fingers crossed. Yes, and what I'm saying about like the death. Oh God. Oh no! Somebody, um, I oh, I was going it. on a hundred. Yeah, the junkyard match. That was the show in Mexico. It's at uh, oh, what's the name of them Zona Twenty Three. Yep. The match was oh, geez, yeah, bizarre. They they have a junk. There was a match that was held at a junkyard. Let me see. I, I watched two them. years ago's Zona
0: versus GCW last night. Drew Parker against Cyclope. Oh, what the f- what what happened in a junkyard that match happened. like i turned around i was like man they're putting on that bay of a death match in a junkyard this is crazy like oh man those are the good times that's our name i i want to see him back as drew parker so,
1: the show is called gcw versus one all oh, three it happened uh, well, it happened earlier, but it was broadcast on December 24th of last year. So basically Christmas Eve just a couple weeks ago. So if anybody's looking for it, but the first match had big, it had big fucking Joe in it. Yeah. Uh, Ciclope, Bam Sullivan, Miedo Extremo, Jimmy Lloyd, Rini Yamashda, Ludark Shatan, and then the main event was Pagano versus John Wayne Murdoch in a 15-minute bloodbath, and all the shit was shot in a fucking junkyard. That's the venue for Zona
0: Twenty Three. Literally, you're there sitting on cars and dirt and rocks. It's it's cool. It's crazy. The fans are into it. It's you hear the those whoops non whistles <laughs> with Like it, you just hear stuff and rattling. It's it's a fun show. It's a good show whenever they do it out there. Like, especially like I said, like the card you just named. Yeah, all those good names: Drew Parker, Ciclope. Um, yeah, I I will answer your question. I just thought about it honestly. These are two names I've been saying I want. I don't know how much. U.S. deathmatch they would do, Chris Brooks and Mal. Bring them to the States full-time. I love those two. I think those two would have some fucking up, fucked up deathmatches, as Mal would say. Chris Brooks is awesome and killer. Like, I just don't know exactly, like I said, quote-unquote deathmatch. I know they do some stuff, uh... The most, some of the stuff i seen out there, like, I just, I don't know. I, I would love to see those two come over and I would like to see them check them out a lot more. Cause like, I have DDT and that Stardom or not Stardom, um, that Russell Universe, that, that package with Stardom. I have all those companies that got that package just for DDT after that collective show and just for uh, Mao and Chris Brooks because, like, I love those two. And I think, yeah, that would be new, fun blood in the deathmatch scene. I throw in Jacob Batu, man. They're right there. You can just read those three good fun matches and death matches. I don't know. I, I just think there needs to be a reset. But honestly, then I'm thinking about who is big enough right now to take the belt off. Rena, it's John Wayne right.
1: Murdoch. And I kind of don't want to see that again. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't mind John Wayne Murdoch doing these death. Exactly. I love Murdoch, but we we have seen it number one. And I think what you're also saying is he needs to come forward with the personality if we're going to see him continue. Because otherwise, just being that or stop at nowhere badass is yeah and here's the other thing positive face murdoch is actually kind of comical and fun to watch because deep down he does take care of bunnies and he does have a family and he does have i mean a wonderful and it's here for him no matter what yeah yeah and once you get a chance to meet him and crack the little outside shell and talk to him dude is so down home nice no kidding so Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Casey Kirk would just be interesting because she would have to come in like, she would have to come in with a certain amount of attitude and be like, "Your ass is going down." There's a new queen here, and you know, Masha Slamovich possibly, but we've seen her in the world championship setting. Yep. So I don't want that so fasty. Right. Right. I don't mind seeing her in death matches. Just doesn't have to be the champion. Okay. Are you ready? Because he's kind of been asking for it. Give it to Manser give the belt to Mancer, he can say, look, I am the toughest motherfucking bleeding, blah, 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 there is. He'd have the belt to prove it, and then if he wanted to, he can start getting greedy and going for the world championship. That's a lot for one person. So let's just go back to where he could at least take the ultraviolet belt.
0: I like that idea. Manser. absolutely, because he, like, he would be an awesome, fresh face of that division. Um, I forgot Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd is one like mm-hmm. too that's just sitting there. I think, especially now with the Broski character, maybe he's the one who takes it off Rena by some bullshit Cardona Steph her way, and that makes Rena still look, keeps her strong, and moves her off of that belt, moves her towards Blake Christian or somebody top of the the top of the tiers that she's already been wrestling against anyway. And then now you got Jimmy Lloyd as the deathmatch champion and also you could do you don't know is he gonna stay the bad guy keep Cardona's help because he wants to stay champion he's tired of getting fucked over or does he now that he's champion wants to get rid of all this broski shit and start his go back to deathmatch Jimmy like I think there's some good possibilities nice easy switch there too I don't know like, that's just one that I thought I would be really excited for huh. You said
1: a lot right. there, buddy. But I'm going no, crazy. Yeah, sorry. No, it's beautiful. This is the good stuff. This is the good stuff <laughs> is when we're getting deep here. Because um, I don't have much on the next match, so is, that's why. No, that's fine. Well, I will say this much, though. Rena started the match with a balcony dive. Yeah, the hot start, yep. Above Micromando. It. Oh, really? I but but isn't that. that an odd choice? That's like having a stage dive, and then someone starts their match with a stage dive right over yours that was a that was kind of a cardinal rule broken there i'm not gonna lie it was a very Interesting that my friend i'm just
0: i didn't think about that. it normally i would kind of see that stuff and notice it. i didn't notice that was i don't know i thought I yeah. the hot start i was that that's what kind of got me was the hot start part
1: yep that's that was what that's see because again you know how i look at it i look at it like a stage production i'm like why in the fuck did she just take a balcony dive after microman just took his It just kind of nullifies the... Yeah. Uh, I did put, though, that where there was an entertaining match, there were two gussets on Murdoch in the first 15 seconds. They beat the shit out of each other, destruction everywhere, and again, I think you said it was, what, like, eight minutes? Totally. Yeah. uh, You know what? Sometimes a nice rapid-fire fucking death match is just exactly what you need. We've seen Murdoch pull off a five-minute death match and make it look wonderful, so... In this case, eight minutes. It sounds to me like was the perfect amount of time. John Wayne Murdoch did look strong in this one, so I felt like everybody gained something by the end of this match. Uh, our winner here was still Rina Yamashita. Yes,
0: that will lead us into our next matchup, as it is Dan the Dad going against Mance Warner. I, <laughs> I, I let's put it like this. I wish this match was either never happened. Mance just came out and beat the shit out of Dan the Dad and called it a night, and just left before a bell rang. Or ring the fucking bell. Dan the Dad gets no offense. Mance Warner just beats the shit out of him. Bing bang done. Now you got evil Mance Warner there. Like I I I get the no contest stuff. I just wish it was like there was zero offense. Like I gave Dan the Dad too much. I think I would have loved. Oh shit, Joey Janela starting his damn uh, going live right now. I just saw the pop-up Read my notes. Um uh yeah, I just wish Vance would have just beat the shit out of Dad the Dad, gave him no offense, and um just that would have just elevated Mance to that next form of his character and showed off a little bit more by the side.
1: Well, the, what got me was he came out to Simple Man and then he told everybody that was gonna be the last time we hear him come out to Simple Man. So
0: that's planning- that's one thing i to do. I like really it for the character. I like it for the character, but I actually am gonna miss singing it because, like, damn, that's a man song.
1: Okay, and then here's what I'm gonna say. I think it's hard to get pumped up for someone to come out if they're gonna have a slow sing along. So when Mance comes out, you figure the you know the violence guy, you would be like, oh hell yeah, you know. And then Mama told me, and I'm like, well, wait a minute now. So. Uh, for me that's just how I how I look at it. So I'm actually happy to see him go to Pantera because I think like that fits more of his style. And I think that's gonna fit more of who he is if he finds himself in the ultra-violent title.
0: Is that where he's going? Did he say that? He's using walk.
1: Uh he maybe. I think I think on the next show he came out to it, or I dropped oh, okay, it my head, but yeah, he said that was it, and I think yeah, I know he said the that. next time he came out on the next show was to uh, walk, so I don't know, um, who did, yeah, that ended up being a no contest. um, Effie came out to interfere towards the end of the match, and the ref basically had to just throw it out. It turns into a brawl into the second story balcony. I really do think there was supposed to be a falling spot for Effie but I'm unsure. But I do know Effie's not good with heights. So if there was a spot, he backed out of it. If not, then they took him to the edge because he's he's not big on... If you even look at him up high up on the ropes, it's not his place. Uh, once you get to a certain size, man, you know, like, you really don't want to fall from there. You're really not practicing up there once you hit a cert.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I... I... I thought the shots they were throwing were fucking brutal, man. Those were some different mm-hmm. landing shots. And I loved how it looked and it just played into the feud. And this, this is the story of the collective. I think I'm glad it's happening. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just wish that match mancer would just fucking gone altered, violent and just destroyed Dan the dad. But, uh, yeah, it's a good setup. I like the pull apart brawl. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Manders. I think we talked about it last time, but I don't know. I hope he's not like the child caught in the middle of a divorce. I think that's the saying you used. I think if I remember correctly, that's how it popped in my head. But man, I just hope. Yeah, I, I hope they kind of use him. I can see him kind of go, being the one. Him and Mercer kind of having a nice little feud and kind of going back and forth to kind of have something for both of them. But yeah, Fe versus Mance is is fun to watch. And online, it's been still fun to watch too. Them going back and forth.
1: Also, through all this time right now, I've also noticed that we haven't heard much from one called Manders about the situation. So there's there's a little side quest there that something could be happening in a, in a side story just hasn't been done. Um, oh boy. Okay, so we might as well just look at this real quick because we did talk about this last weekend. Visitor's asking about the TNA branding, the rebranding that went on. He said he felt like, it oh, over promoted and it was a pretty mid pay-per-view. What were your thoughts on that? Because I had a chance to go to that and I just decided not to because the prices were kind of high. And like I said, I stated it before and I'll say it for whoever um, is here that didn't hear it last time. I just feel like if the original company was successful, they wouldn't have to take it back to the TNA branding and name. Okay, so that's something right there. That's a, you know, here you are. Also... Um, outside of the name and branding and a couple signings, what are they really doing to do something different? Because I think a lot of smoke and muse. See, and that's what I said. I think it's lipstick on a pig. It's still a fucking pig. You just threw lipstick on it. You're trying to capture whomever by nostalgia, but I hate to say it. If you work your ass off, you're going to capture people by hard work. You don't have to pull stunts like pulling out a name for 15 years years ago and saying hey we're gonna piggyback on their hard work remember those guys yeah we're back not really but we're the name's back that's being rough but i i was excited yeah, I for it and yeah
0: the booking of what i saw of like the next tapings or like the next group i didn't see it yet but like but what i thought i saw or heard people saying was like the winners like the how the next the the tv tapings were booked was like why did we put all this time into all this new stuff and then like it went back to bad old booking and like kind of pushing the wrong people that not aren't going to restart they aren't the faces of this new restart. it's kind of just names that you're bringing in and out I don't know like I from what I read there, it makes me kind of disappointed and I'll I have to watch and see for myself and read it for myself. I didn't fully read it, but I just read some of people's opinions and kind of what they stated and what I saw um some of the winners and losers.
1: Okay, so we we're talking here just a little bit because, uh, let's see, he said the biggest signing in TNA history, and it was Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, if we go back historically, the biggest signing in TNA history would have been Hulk Hogan, interestingly enough. So it's kind of funny when they don't actually acknowledge their own history, even though they're back to it. Um, also, the yellow ropes, I don't know if you remember, but the original first few episodes of TNA wrestling was like a yellow and black um, kind of thing. That's what you would see. It was some of the early years. It was like when you were buying per pay-per-view show. There was a time where you had to buy per show on pay-per-view. There was no way to just get it anywhere else, I guess. So, yeah, I remember those TNA days, too, yeah, TNA days also. Very, very fun times. Like I said, I, I miss the six-sided ring, but the wrestlers don't, and I'll just have to go with that. There you go. Also, the Asylum there's a lot, there's a lot of bite in that company missing before they start bringing back an asylum, you know, who, who would be the modern day abyss over there right now? I mean, I don't even want to go into who's their, who's their, uh, PCO. I don't even, yeah. Who's their AJ Styles right now? You know, (laughs) say, you know, like they got a lot of mid there's a lot of mid companies with a lot of mid right now. I think they're pushing
0: the wrong people. I think that the, some of the talent should be pushed a lot better than what talent is being pushed, in my opinion. And I get why they're pushing them for the loyalty stuff, but I know for like fans like me and other fans, that I've heard like, man, I we would like to see them some of that new blood, like a speedball fucking take over again, become the exposition champion, and keep on going. Like I don't know, I think speedballs underutilized there. Um, I I don't know. Moose as a champion kind of doesn't do it for me, but oh well.
1: (laughs) I think there's a lot of, there's just too many wrestlers in the industry right now. Whether people want to say it or not, there are. There are too many companies. There are too many wrestlers. And that's why we have shows on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights and Thursday nights. That's what I was saying. I, I wouldn't mind the talent. Just stay away from the big ones and keep
0: on making more shows on these days and nights. I think there'd be, there's enough space out there, I think.
1: Yeah. And and I'm just being fair about it. I've seen like, especially in local wrestling, there's a lot of people that they're just, they probably shouldn't wrestle. I mean, if you are under 125 pounds, you're like a bean pole. You can't flip when you go against the ropes, the ropes barely move. I mean, I'm sure there are jobs putting the ring together, but we do seem to have a lot of low tier and mid tier wrestlers that are clogging up the pipeline right now, especially when it comes to Philadelphia for these shows that are coming up later on uh, this year. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of low tier talent that are whining and crying because I want to be on here. I want to be on there. It's like, well, lay down a track record first because that platform is going to be for people who work their ass off all year. So it's yeah, it's crazy right now. And like I said, I'm going out there on a limb, but honestly, MLW goes down tomorrow. I don't care. You know, Impact TNA goes down tomorrow. Dude, I don't even know which one's the proper name anymore. I don't care. They could all go down tomorrow. Some shithole will take their place, look just the same, be just as not engaging, go for a bunch of wrestlers that only nerds will love. And then they'll go under too because they get no mainstream appeal. Really, there does need to be a retooling in wrestling in some places right now because there is so much fucking mid. I could look at MLW and cut 80% of it right now. I could go to TNA, cut 80 to 90% of it right now and put together half of a decent squad of people that would we be worth talking about five years from now. Just, I don't know. I think the internet has made a lot of twos into eights. And I've said this with females, I've said this with males, I've said this with wrestlers, performers, musicians, the internet internet has made a lot of twos into eights. And unfortunately, that makes a lot of people who probably would have and could have quit whatever industry not quit and keep going and just turn it into a big old mess of mashed potatoes that a lot of people don't want to watch. So I don't know, I, I don't know, but... Right now, for me, I feel with all this media, the wrestling should be in one hell of a growth period, and some are doing it right and some aren't, but there's a lot of mid that could go down tomorrow. I could care less. They're going to find jobs elsewhere anyway, and that's another problem. There's probably a 30% talent pool that should probably just sink. I know that sounds like a terrible quote, but if you're offended by that, you're probably in the bottom 30%. There is a lot of shit in the industry that does need to be combed through. And there's a lot of terrible comedy that needs to be cut, cut out. And I think that when people start taking themselves a lot more seriously, mainstream people will take them a lot more seriously. I watched a lot of GCW show reactions on YouTube this weekend because I was kind of curious in what people had to say. A lot of them were like, whoa, that's crazy. And a lot of them are like, why does he do that? And what I realize is a lot of people sometimes aren't cool enough to get the joke, like the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. A lot of those people are like, I don't, this is so dumb. I'm like, no, you don't get it. The referee is putting on a fantastic piece of art. Like he's putting on performance art. Also, no one else has done that before. So what you're watching is just a small piece of history as far as I know. And unless you really sit there and take the time to look at it, people sometimes don't get it. I sound cranky, but it's true. I've watched a lot of wrestlers over 40 years, and I can look at a lot of them within one to two matches and a couple pictures of their bodies and faces and be like, they ain't making it. They just, they just ain't. Bro, if you're if you're 12 years in the industry, you're 150 pounds and under, and you can't do a front flip or a back flip, just just get out. Just you know, I mean things like that, it's like, okay, come on. But okay, I sound cranky, I'm done. <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? Like this was my coming to Jesus moment, I guess. I have to just admit it. There's a lot of crap on TV when I see them come across on IWTV or other places. I'm just like, "Ah, why do they still perform? Uh, CZW, modern day CZW. I don't know how they could make a card of names of people I've never heard of before in my life, but they can every single time. Like that. I don't know
0: got it i just i i don't mind my no i i don't mind the companies i, I like kind of seeing different variations because you just see different forms but i also like if i don't if i don't like it i just don't check it out but i i like you yeah, say there's a lot out there to watch and it makes it feel like you have to and then you're watching it's like why am i watching this where there's other stuff that's better than you have to sit through a lot of stuff bad stuff to kind of get to the good stuff too so uh yeah i don't know i i I just, like, like I said, I got enough on my plate anyway. That's why I like, if I'm liking it, I'll stay and watch. If I'm not, I'll fast forward and just keep on going because there's enough shit out there for me to watch that I do enjoy. I watch
1: GCW. I'll see some highlights of WWE, and I gave up on AEW. So that's, I mean, I'm down to highlights of WWE and GCW. Oh, and throw in some random. I'll watch some of the other ones that nobody likes to watch.
0: I'll- All right. we are now at the main event of gcw no compadre as it is the returning to the indies mustafa ali going against gringo loco i was so happy for gringo to a get this match against ali and b it happened in chicago then c i found out at the end that he was one of his trainers that I had no idea, which was a very cool <laughs> thing. So that made it all, like, that wrapped the ball around it. So glad for um... – out to get this match seeing Ali and the smile that he has on the face the creative freedom that he has you could just see that he's excited what he's going to be able to do with no one telling him what to do and I'm excited to see it because I heard some of the ideas that he had for retribution and some of the other shit that kind of never really happened with this character and I think he's one of those creative ones like I said to this bunch earlier in this podcast that this group of released wrestlers are, are very creative and I think are good in the ring and different in the ring where I think they're going to provide a lot of stuff on the independence and seeing Ali having that smile, knowing that's his future, I thought was awesome to see. And yeah, they delivered a great main event. Um, Ali showed up, showed out. There's no ring rust at all. Um, and Gringo held his own and I, I enjoyed this match. It was a great Great way to end the Talia Hall show um, with two Chicago legends. I'm going to call them uh,
1: tearing the house down. What I liked was perch roughing in the main event. That was nice to see. Also big perch fan. I'm a big galt fan too, but I just like to see that it wasn't gold. It was somebody different for once. So good job for perch to getting out there and being in that main event. Great choice for our main event. Both wrestlers fighting out of Chicago. That really made it special for the fans. I've also realized something about Gringo that I'd never noticed before. He's one of the few luchas who can wrestle their match paste without rushing. I've seen Pagano and several others. Pagano's not as much lucha high flying and stuff every, anymore, but he has a pace to him that I really do enjoy. So, all right. And then lastly, I just think it was a very good match. So I'm going to leave that there. Looks like my partner has went off on me for a second, so I am going to just stay here and do my thing. Hey. Bad, my bad. Hey, I thought you Hello, carried you, for a second or two minutes. No, I no, did. I good. did, actually. I just started to well up and tear up. I was getting ready to cry, and then you came back just in time. No, um, I just basically said that, you know, that it was two Chicago guys purchase on the thing. You know, everybody did a great job. Um, Gringo Loco has a nice pacing to him where – um Really, it's just fire, fire, fire off, fire off. And for for him, it just seems like he can have a well paced lucha match without setting the house on fire in two minutes. He can do a slow burn over eighteen. So, um, yeah, that's what I had to say
0: about that. Um, I was happy to see like also uh, Ali Russell without the shackles of the WWE wrestling style. Like he got to do whatever he yeah. wanted to, and uh, it was fun. It was fun seeing the innovative stuff that he has. <laughs> um
1: oh yeah what, what we, the... we got on AEW yeah Tony Storm's doing some interesting things right now um what it is to me is just everything seems kind of dorky or everything seems what it is is I don't know what it is it's just when I tune in I'm like that's fucking stupid and I turn it off like I, there's there's uh, the jokes are dumb I think it feels like it's just a group of friends so I'm i'm watching a group of friends not yeah um i started watching you already know and I, I,
0: I, I i i uh i'm biased here on AEW, so i'm just gonna let i'm gonna let you guys talk it out
1: no, no no i i just i just yeah AEW. yeah tony's doing something special over there i appreciate it i think mariah may needs to be put there right beside her because they both have matching personalities and um they're both extremely outgoing and I think that works really well for both of them. So I'm looking forward to that aspect of it.
0: Yeah. I like everything
1: AEW's AEW is doing. Don't. <laughs> for me, for me, uh, the Young Bucks situation, they're just not good heels. And for some reason they come off um, trying. And I don't want them to be trying. I want them to be themselves, which is just fantastic physical workers. It's very interesting and very forced. And I don't want it to be forced because PWG Young Bucks didn't, didn't have any... They didn't have to put on fake mustaches and, you know, they didn't have to do that shit. They just had to go out and light the stage up or light the ring up. And why not do that now? You, no need to add an extra layer because nobody believes you're a bad guy. You know what I mean? We, we know they're Christian guys. They're really nice. They go to church. And I mean, like, come on. So, I just love their
0: overcockiness of the characters. But it does... I can see how it gets... It, Overplayed um, and kind of boring. After, a-
1: I feel that they may be overly cocky. I think that might be what some people absolutely. See. And oh that's yeah, where I think the difficulty comes in from people. I think that's why people don't like it. Is they go, oh, they're in a f- they're in a fortunate position and they're cocky about it, and nobody really likes that. Unfortunately,
0: I think um, that's what kind of leads into the perfect heel character. That's why they're doing it. Oh,
1: that's right. It's just me. I feel like. If they're growing a plant, they've got the light, they've got the water, they got the dirt, they forgot the nutrients. and I mean, they like they're missing one. If they get that one, whatever it is, just like I was saying with Blake Christian, I have this whole thing with Blake Christian. But if he just had a storyline and a purpose, a stated purpose, I could tag along for a little while longer. So yeah, I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm a big botby guy from wWF days, so for me, I kind of have WWF in me. So that's, I don't know. Do we have the best GCW podcast? of? I don't know about that. Cause let me be fair. Okay. You. You're talking to someone who's also in the room. Who's the founding member of the GC dub podcast, GCDUB podcast, Jennifer Smith. So we actually do have two GCW podcasts in here. And FYI, um, we actually work together. So if there's anything i've always been back i don't want to say backdoored by jenny but if somebody needs to get a hold of me i've had a dm by somebody will come over and i'll say hey or if i need to give advice about something i'm saying hey you know this or that um yeah i mean i try to make sure i'd be as helpful as possible because we both started at the ground level with nothing we're just like all right we're we're on love both of us knew, both, both them and us knew from the beginning, we're not getting rich. We're, we're doing it because we love it. We're doing it for fun. Um, as soon as I found out about their podcast, we made sure that we went over and connected with them as soon as possible. Um, from day one, I've always thought that the internet is big enough. Listen, for GCW
0: fans. I want more people to cover it. Yep. Yes, I want more voices and eyes. Yeah, they this place is big enough for multiple voices, multiple opinions, multiple eyes and ears. Like, we ain't fighting over nothing. Trust me. Like, we're all working together, help spreading the GCW
1: love and giving our opinions. That's all pretty much is. And outside of being me, me being like a little cunty tonight a little bit here, yeah, everything is fairly positive. What's going on is basically a lot of the fans know each other. The wrestlers all know each other the fans and the wrestlers co-mingle a lot with each other so it's a it's a it's a big family and we're gonna have outliers that get into arguments with each other and stuff like that but overall a lot of us fell in love with ecw and we see what gcw is what they're capable of and where they could go so that's why they seem to be very popular with people around that thirty-five to forty age group. They're just—we know what we are watching, and the young kids just just don't get it, and that's what's kind of sad. So hopefully, before it's too late, they get it also, and are able to really enjoy it with us because the library GCW is putting together is absolutely entertaining and fantastic. So who knows? Uh, Bizard, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna tell you something. This is another one. I really actually think, once I got on Twitter especially, I think Twitter is smaller than most people state. I do think there's a lot of bots on here. I mean, I've got I've got all these followers, right? I can guarantee probably a sixth of them or so are going to just be bots, just made-up shit, people with just profiles trying to sell pictures of themselves, like just simple shit. So, I do wonder about that. But yeah, if you sift through it, you're going to see there's like a core... 40 or 50 of us maybe and if you know those core 40 or 50 in that circle you've pretty much got the the core of the gcw fan base you know you have your ones on east coast that you get to know we have our ones on the west coast that kind of do our thing
0: i can name about 20 fans on every show i watching and like yeah i can literally name them by like their internet or twitter names and stuff like there's that person there's that person
1: Yep. I know his podcast. I know that podcast. We go to shows. People are like, what's up, dude? How are you doing? We're talking to people. It's getting to a point to where at some of these shows, we know good chunks of the front rows. Like I can just look around and just, I know him. I know him. I know him. Like it's really fun after a while because you get to just be like, hello, man. What's up? Hello. What's up? I mean, you've said four hellos before you got to your seat. It's kind of cool. So Yeah, uh, another guy, Kenny, the vest guy, who is always at all the shows. They had the issues with the one guy over at, I forget what it's called. And I told him, I'm like, dude, you don't have to deal with stuff like that in wrestling. Like, you can come over to GDW, the fans will treat you wonderfully. And he's such a good guy that he fits wonderfully over there because he's loud like us and he likes to cheer and say shit. So, yeah, but...
0: Anyway, All right. um, should we head uh, it? Yeah. Should I put a bow on did that put a bow on no compadre? Yeah. Is it okay uh, if I take like a two minute break? Yep. Even if I just I'll say, we're gonna put a yep, yeah, we'll put a five minute break on and we will back and uh try to crank through fifty six birds if you want at here soon. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll crank through that one nice and quick to, just right. to do our thing. But yeah, anybody who's here, man, stick in. We'll be back yep. in five minutes or so at yeah, that'll be it. Five minutes, yep.
0: All right, all right. We are back here. Uh, I am back here. At least he's got a couple more minutes, but it's all good. Um, Here he comes rolling on back. Biz. <laughs> hey, Biz, yeah, we need you out here. I got space for you. Come out here. Come, uh, AEW even, come out here for Double or Nothing. We got that whole weekend. You come AEW weekend. There's, I got 10 shows for you. We're going to 10 different wrestling shows that weekend.
1: Bro. So. You get out to Vegas, and we're going to talk because – you can have a blast out here. You do not have to go to the Strip and spend a ton of money. You just go hang out with some people. It's fun. Yes, yes, yes. All
0: right. Uh, Here we go. Now we
1: are starting
0: GCW's 56 Birds from Columbus, Ohio, from the Valleydale Ballroom. And... um. This was a shorter card, smaller card. Um, I like the venue. I do like seeing the plants and the lights and the curtains and like the little it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Don Quixote Center, but like a little bit fancier and it's kind of spruced up. But uh I like the little feel of the ballroom there. And GCW always tends to make it even look better, especially on the stage. Um and yeah, the first match of the night is another GCW tag title defense from Violence is forever. Once again, going against Bang and Matthews, but also now adding a third team of John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. And interesting that those two those two get added to the match. Like, I'm kind of glad they did add a third team. Um, I, it is nice to see the rejects back. i just kind of interested in how they were thrown into this match. But um, throwing in a little variety, a lot of different stylistic uh, styles in this match, creating for a stylistic difference. And, um... Yeah, I thought it was another good title defense, and it was a nice, quick, easy match, I think, though, compared to the title defense before from Violence is Forever.
1: Okay, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. You're going to hate me. I put in this was not much of an opener. It wasn't as exciting as, say, a scramble, and um, the heels shouldn't come out to sing-along music. So, like I said, that's where I was saying earlier. I don't know if they're going to be heels, if they're going to be this, if they're going to be that. Um, That's all I really put on the match. I knew there was a lot going on here, but... They could stay heels much bigger. They could stay heels with
0: that music. Cut it off right before the sing along part. Don't give the fans the benefit of the doubt. But every time they've done that so far, they've done that to them a couple times. Cut it off before the sing along. You see them get mad and like, oh, come on. We want to sing along with the fans. Like, no, I think the same way. Like, hey, if you're going to say that badass, yeah. like, no, you don't get that fucking sing along part. Fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. But if there are faces, yeah, then show the anger part. But I've noticed that in the, the last couple title defenses of theirs, you kind of like wait for like, thank you. And Dominic goes, let's see if we hear it this time kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the rejects were back at it, though. So I was happy to see them back together. The Bang and Matthew situation. I hope they get a name. I really hope it's not Bang and Matthews. It just doesn't... I don't know. There's got to be... Maybe they could be the Bang bus or something. Like, they could be something else, I'm sure, that now they'd probably get sued for that. <laughs> I am about to say, they're probably going to get sued for a lot of things
0: if they keep that uh yeah. that
1: word banging anything. <laughs> I don't know. They just... they Yeah, they're not going to be able to bang anywhere. They're going to have to... You know, because right now, with what's going on with them, Thank their you, name folks. just looks like alt their name looks like the alternate name, like they couldn't have their original name. The best way for them to come back from this is to come back with a strong team name. Find one.
0: Yeah, come up, re- de- like reinvent yourself kind of thing. I, I do think that's a good part. Like uh, When they get the these c- Cease and desist to it, there's like, I like what they do kind of make fun of it and play off of it for a while. But yeah, I think at this point, it's such, they're such a young good tag team and probably have a big future in the business like yeah come up with something that's more main event or even like the violence there's a lot of creative names out there waves and curls like they could come up with something even if they want to play along those same lines which i kind of get i don't know how big they're into keeping that kind of thing but they're creative enough i think they could uh they could do some stuff with uh with that name and still kind of get away with it
1: so instead of the bang brothers they could be boom and pow <laughs> <I'm so tired. laughs> as the evening goes on guys that's why i was like looking at the time i was like we still got this second show we gotta go <laughs> no we got this we're gonna do this. yeah okay. we got yeah, it yeah that's that's pretty much all that i it was a short uh, match our winners in that one were violence is forever
0: yeah this one is going to go through to a lot of short matches anyway so um Yeah, Yep. next match is, as we were talking about earlier, Oni El Benito, or Bendito, sorry, going against Jack Cartwheel. Um, I wanted to see Bendito in a one-on-one match, and this was more of the line, as you said. This was kind of what I think they wanted to showcase or what he wanted to showcase in L.A., but unfortunately, due to whatever circumstances, was not able to do so. But I think this weekend he definitely showed out. This matchup was good. Jack Cartwheel. The Gringo Loco, like Jack Hartwheel is a trophy of Gringo Loco, man. All the teaching that he did for Jack Cartwheel, and help helping him out in Mexico with AAA on the lucha stuff. Cartwheel is just on another level now. Like I haven't ninja Mac, it's so cool seeing their growth so i'm still seeing ninja Mac videos like getting popular uh today because of some shit that he did a couple months ago that we used to see him do on a weekly basis in gcw so anytime jack Carwell and ninja Mac get uh credit out and away from the gcw crowd and into the main more mainstream media i am rooting for and this was a good match but bendito this was one specifically made for him and he picked up the victory in this match
1: I'm drinking apple juice. I wanted to make that clear. I was asked. Oh, that's about, really I'm a cheater. Yeah, this is not urine. This is the- <laughs> you know you I'm glad you caught that one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to not trying to beat any urine tests or anything either. This is this is just yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so they were called the Bang Brothers since anyone had uh somebody yeah, Bizard was a- asking about that. Okay, so yeah, Oni Bandito, like I said, nice pickup from that first match. The the second match really did set it off a lot better i don't know what's been going on but gcw has been redefining how exciting a second match on a card could be because they really haven't been letting off the gas on these second matches anymore this has been a trend for at least six to eight months now but yeah this was a wonderful pickup el bendito was impressive at times he has good strength height uh nasty looking backbreaker that's what he ended up using for the win there and um I, I'm ready to see more of him. I want to see what he's more capable of. I'm kind of stuck for words because he's brand new to me. So I'm waiting to see what else is going on. But I would have loved to see Bendito team up with, say, Commander or Vikingo and be a, a tag team. Because I think they would have worked well in their own arenas and still fit together properly. Oh, I just saw that backbreaker again. Good Lord. That is rough.
0: Man, that was rough. Uh, I actually was right. going to say something about uh, Kingo and Commander. More Commander from uh, Bendito. The last card we just covered uh, just now. I was going to say, like, maybe he's... I wonder if he's going to be the one that steps through as the next Commander of Vikingo. And he's got some size on him, though. Like, uh, man, he's just... I don't know. I just expect it smaller, obviously, maybe because Lucha, but he's just monstrous over Jack Cartwheel in this match. and mm-hmm. that, that finish was brutal, yeah. That's something different with that Lucha that I'm, I do want to see. He does provide something interesting and unique uh, that we haven't seen as of late from the Lucha, and I think that's why the Lucha's been killing in GCW as of late.
1: Not only that, he pulls out the win. Only yes, indeed, for Jack Cartwheel in a little over eight minutes. Boy, his head... Is it face paint?
0: No, it's a mask. I see the mask. Okay. Because he had, like, GCW, like, on the back of the, the mask, but it looked like it was face paint there for a minute. Um... I don't want to get away from this, even though we've mentioned it every single time, but still shout out to Ivan J Media, uh, GoPro and all the videos that they show between these matches. It's been it's now just it's just seamless. It just fits right in. It's beautiful. But uh, I'm watching one again now, and I just wanted to keep make sure that we give a shout out because that has been, I think, a great value added to uh, the live streams for the fans watching at home.
1: All right. uh, Next. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm about to say GoPro no, pro billy might be watching you better uh you might be you better say yes you root for him.
1: <laughs> no hell yeah actually and i know where you got that from it's right from we actually yeah because we asked for it before they did it <laughs> that's right and they,
0: they they've been killed and i think i've been making the videos too has been a great like video uh go uh been making great videos to fit perfectly spots in these car in the cards to fit in between the matches i do have exciting news to tell you uh regarding some additions to the podcast uh after the show okay that will be a very exciting one to see to see i just found out midway during the podcast
1: oh awesome yeah um oh go for it no i'll just go to the next match you're right man i feel like i'm off tonight it just i haven't i haven't like yeah (laughs) <laughs> you got this brother yeah i mean i got this <sighs> all right next tag match
0: <laughs> is okay. the team of rich and powerful charles mason and richard holiday going against pme marino Tengalia and philly collins um cool scene rich and powerful i think that's at a cool little addition and great addition to the tag division if they want to keep it going as a team um uh richard holiday fits perfectly i said i i was kind of hoping this would happen and they did put it perfectly and i think holiday and mason have a lot to offer and i still think maybe they could team up with blake and kind of create even more rich and powerful kind of idea but um yeah good tag team uh pme did their job i didn't i don't know i didn't really get too behind or see too much from pme on this match in my opinion but uh Yeah, this was more for to show off Mason and uh, uh, Mason and Richard, and that's exactly what it did. And it was good for that purpose.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm going to keep my notes short. I'm going to just love the fact that PME came out to Susudio from Phil Collins. That was just lovely. And then I really wrapped up the match quickly because it, it felt like it was short just because the way it went. Let's see, eight and a half minutes. Yeah. So and also this was the first time for us seeing Rich and Powerful as a team in an, in their first match, correct? Is this this is the first time since they've Okay, yeah.
0: Sorry, yeah, sorry, this is uh, I was muted. Yeah, this is the first time.
1: Yeah, so I mean they were booked very strong. I would primarily say the heels just squashed the locals. I don't know if there's a better way to really put that. But yeah, if there's anything I remember from PME, it's going to be the fact that they come out to one of my favorite songs from the 80s.
0: But I didn't even recognize the song because I didn't even catch that part. So I, I, I didn't come away too much from PME, but um, I my focus wasn't really on them. All right, next matchup is Broski Jimmy with Steph the going against one called Manders. This is where I said I'm afraid of what's going to happen with Manders with this SGC fighting. Um, and I think this was fine, though, because it kind of adds to him being distracted of why he lost it to even more distractions with STL in Broski Jimmy's uh um corner. And I think that kind of helped uh, keep Bander strong, but also ties into his struggle of what's going on around him while also giving another victory to um, Jimmy Lloyd here, I think was a, good booking in my opinion i know it sounds weird and like it's it was kind of looks weird on paper but i think it made to my, in my mind made a lot of sense for everyone involved and kind of little hints of what could be coming in the future from all, all three competitors or all three in this match
1: yeah i was seeing that lloyd had more of a heel persona than previously that was the one thing i could see he was almost enjoying things more than usual when he was going through his his motions there Also, SDL was constantly interfering, and it cost Manders the match. So I don't know how this is all going to go down, because we have the weird love thing behind the scenes where everybody's kind of intermingled with this boyfriend and girlfriend thing, and then we have this going on with their careers all fucked up. I'll be honest with you. They maybe should have a TV show between about eight people on GCW's roster, and they would have enough drama to cover for years. Total Divas indeed version. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. I'd
0: well, pay to see that though. I don't want I'd rather see Mance Warner and all those people that I would see in the Usos and shit like that. I want to see Mance Warner uh, uh
1: with unfiltered on uh, <laughs> Total Divas show. Total Divas GCW style. Oh yeah, it it you know gosh, it could happen. Chances are it yeah. happens all the time, and we're just not there to see it. Anyway. Right. <laughs> Uh, our winners in that one, our winner in that one was Broski Jimmy with Steph DeLand. All right. Next matchup is a six
0: person tag match as we have Los Macisos teaming with Rina Yamashita going against the team of, I love the name, The Price is Right. Jeffrey John, Brayden Toon, and Alec Price. I love the team. I'm glad they're getting creative with it. I love, I've always loved like the old broken non-respected old folks and stuff like that <laughs> those <laughs> bullshit names <laughs> um this was a good match. i think this was a filler match to kind of get it was a lot of action um a lot of fan favorites but i think it was a filler match obviously there's no story involved in um give the talent showcase and i think it was a entertaining match but not, not much really to add other than it did have its spots i think a comedy as well in there
1: I mean, I'm looking at it as they blew through a lot of fan favorites in in one very, very quick 10-minute match. That's that's one way of looking at it right there because, I mean, just watching an Alec Price match is fantastic. Watching Braden Toon do anything is fantastic. Rina is a champion. Los Masiso former champions. That just, wow, and they threw them all together in one match. So, yeah, it was just as exciting as I had expected, but it still had a lot of comedy and a small amount of weapons, just enough to keep it interesting. So, in the end, though, Los Macisos and Rina Yamashita come out with the win.
0: I like that. The the stylistic, when it got the weapons involved, I was like, I wasn't expecting too much weapons, but when I saw a couple of them come out, I was like, oh, I wonder who's going to be taking these bumps.
1: Yeah, it's really rare. You don't really see Alec doing too much with weapons. Exactly, that's what I was kind of curious on. Yeah, and then I have yet to see much with Braden Toon yet, but I haven't seen as much, you know, anything with him. Jeffrey John, I'm not sure if he want to get his babushka wet, but honestly, I haven't seen him in any type of a hardcore match yet. So I I didn't expect that right out the gate because I think with Los Macisos and Rina being faces, they would have looked like heels if they would have bloodied up the prices Right team.
0: I think you would have got the cheap pop, though. Good fans, we want tables. Like, we want doors. Give them the doors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next matchup, man. I'm kind of disappointed it didn't last longer, but I hope we do get more matches between these two. Myron Reed and Leo Rush. Two, of, once again, favorite. Leo Rush has had an all-star weekend for me. Myron Reed and Nick Wayne. Like, that's you can't get <laughs> the top of line of, especially, like, style matchups for Leo Rush. think like he has a certain way in Myron Reed is like the perfect like as you said the explosiveness with the strength the creativity in some of their moves like man these these two clicked perfectly i loved it leo's step like he showed a different version like i'm ever since new japan did something to. i think it reinvigorated as i think he even said reinvigorated his soul be in wrestling because he's now not just focusing on his moveset he's being smarter about it he's being more Collective in the ring and kind of more diabolical and planning out the next steps. And that's what I like to see. The kind of the, oh my God, what they used to call it, Triple H all the time, the cerebral assassin kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I like seeing Leo Rush not just focus on his God given talent, which is amazing, but now he's evolving his wrestling. And I think that's where the new Japan, that stylistic of that wrestling, as we talk about with the War Dogs, helped Leo Rush or helped the War Dogs And I think that's where it's helping Leo Rush go. that shine through in this match. But Meyer Reed, another step up, another great showcase weekend for him. Joey Jella and Leo Rush, man, he stepped to the play, up to the plate and had two great matches, and I'm actually shocked. I'll do a spoiler. He ended up picking the victory up on Leo Rush, and that kind of blew my mind as well. So um, mm-hmm. once again, great matchup. Loved seeing it and loved seeing those two go at, it, go at it with each other.
1: Well, I knew you were really in love with this match because it had two of your favorites in it.
0: And This was my match of the night.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I kind of figured that's where this one was going to go. I, you know, anyway, um, I could tell something in this match, and you have to kind of really pay attention to it, but you know both of them very well. You could see that they weren't very familiar with each other in ring. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but both of them are generally a little more smooth, and when there were times to pick up to transition to this and that, very little subtleties, about four or five of them where I went – I don't think he's familiar with that move, or oh, he don't. I don't think he knows how to do that one, or you know what I mean? Because everybody has their own things, and uh, that's the only thing I could pick up on that I found interesting. Otherwise, to me, I thought it was a great match. I'm just keeping it short.
0: So. I think they maybe like played it off where I didn't even notice, like how you said, maybe check they had a. Uh, yeah, I had to go back check. Because like I think when I remember I see those things, especially with these two, I just assume like, hey, man, you guys speed against speed like shit's gonna happen Mm -hmm. like you're gonna bump into each other something's gonna happen but like i i I didn't notice it i just i didn't know i want to see a lot more of these two like even as a tag team that would be fun to see
1: yeah fantastic match go back and pay attention to hand work especially between the both of them for communication when they're trying to wrap up and everything else and you're gonna see oh wow like huh uh, Anyway, that was, trust me, that was the pickiest that I could have said, either <laughs> of these, because outside of that, the, a, a non-trained eye wouldn't have seen shit. So, it's like, eh, you know, um, it's being really picky, though. Um, that's all I have to say about that one, really.
0: Yeah, I just want to shout out Jay to Dave yeah. I was I, shout, I want to shout Dave Brazek for saying we want to see Myron at G C W again. Like he's yeah. definitely the crowd was definitely behind him. I don't think I think he could go out west. He, I mean he was out west during the collective. I was so happy to see him during collective weekend even. Um yeah. and I think he was in uh one of the four culture bits of the tag match, if I'm not mistaken. Um oh no, he was in the 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 title match at the end, I forgot. Sorry. It was like a four-way match. Anyway, I just love seeing my read, and I do want to see him more in GCW, but also, as we were saying earlier, Impact and other independents all across the United States. Uh Next match. Oh, my God. I'm just looking at the match rating on this. I got beat up by Joey Janela mm-hmm. going against and defending the Extreme title against Microman. I thought it was... it. It was everything I thought it was going to be. I wasn't expecting anything more. Actually, I think this match kind of went on more than I kind of expected, but then I also wasn't putting it out of Joey's mind of having like a 30-minute kind of match with Microman just to kind of say he did it. But um, I I liked it. Joey, between selling for Ricky Berwick and now Microman, he does whatever he can to make whoever is doing the work with him make him look good. And as he did in Myron Reed and those two, this was another good one for Joey.
1: All right, so <laughs> Max Recon, the tallest referee available, was used for this match. <laughs> I thought that was good. I also wanted to say that uh, there was a great job by Emil for Spanish announcing during the beginning of this match. The <laughs> The crowd turned on Joey once he attacked Microman. Like, we all knew that was coming uh, joey could have come in there with angel wings on if he would have just touched microman he would have instantly been the devil the real magic in this match was the innovative ways that they adapted to wrestle each other uh there was a nice spot where joey got drop kicked by microman through a door uh joey did win though he gets hit in the nuts by microman joey goes down max then comes over to check turns to the crowd says that the small problem after the pinch with the bug on the fingers. Did you see any of this? Okay, so here's what happened. Joey gets hit. I saw him go down. I didn't see him do the hand. Sorry. Yeah, then Max comes over to check on him, and he puts his fingers up like this, and he goes, it's a small problem. It's like, oh. (laughs) Okay, I'm on that part. I got to rewind it. Yeah. You'll hear him go, it's a small problem. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. They're out of control. (laughs) Dude. Dude, I'm telling you a hundred percent. I don't know if you have or not. But if you watch the show with headphones on, you pick up so much awesome stuff. Yeah. And Steph agrees too. My wife, she agrees too. She's like, you you feel like more like you're there. So yeah, I kind of like that a lot. Our well, winner, but the I forgot, was Joey Janella. With the super kick to the face of my bro- <laughs>
0: Bob. I did not know how to name it. I was going to say Shin Kick Super Cat. Oh. All right. Uh, next match, another fun surprise. And even though it was short, I thought it kind of did its job and was nice seeing both on my screen and against each other. Joshua Bishop against a returning Hoodfoot. Did not expect to see Hoodfoot anytime soon in a GCW ring. And I kind of semi-popped seeing Hoodfoot. I was like, whoa, that... It, that's him. Yes, let's go. Then I was like, Bishop, is this going to get kind of violent and crazy? And it, yeah, yeah I, I'm i Bishop. Yeah, Bishop is something else. He's babysit. And but I was glad to hear foot back. Now, if foot back, I wouldn't mind seeing him involved in this ultra violent title if he's going to be around a lot more often. That how he was doing before he took this long break from GCW. I think he could be a nice uh, addition again to the extreme or Ultraviolet title.
1: Okay. Again, I'm in heaven. We have a weapons-heavy match between two big men. I'm done. Done. I don't have to even hear anymore. Half the time, that qualifies for good for me. I know. Sometimes my bar is set low. That's okay, though. Uh, Hoodfoot was slammed on chairs back first that spot never gets easier for me to watch. I don't know what the hell it is, but it just hits home. I don't know if I fell on a chair the wrong way one time or something when I was a kid, but holy shit. I don't know how those guys do that spot where they fall on their back right where... No, like, come on. You have to care a little bit for your spine. Like, You're going to feel that when you're 70, bro. And he's everything. You're going to feel that next the next
0: day, man, I don't I don't yeah. know. Like when they take those ones, like unless you hit us it, perfect, even then I'm like still out. But then I'm also like, when I, when I used to wrestle, like I swear to God, the best back crack I ever had was running into the turnbuckle, just running into the turnbuckle, yeah. going all out my back. Every time <laughs> it was the best feeling. Ever. Like that's why like sometimes like some of these moves, like I'm like, Hey, like I know that helps out like a good back crack a nice little stretch, <laughs> but then now uh, you got to realize that yeah, you're landing on chairs and uh, that's no good. So, um, Bishop Hoodfoot, nice quick match. And I am glad to see Hoodfoot in and glad to see Bishop on two shows that are GCW proper.
1: Here, here, young man. <laughs> and to finish up, I have to say that Josh Bishop picks up the win over Hoodfoot in a quick six minutes. And that will lead us into the main event of
0: 56 birds. I actually was kind of surprised this was the main event. I was like, like, when it ended abruptly, I was like, whoa, did I miss something? Like, what happened?
1: Well, well, we uh, did have something in between the the last match and the main event. We had the contract signing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Between Effie and Mance Warner. Effie came out. He looked great. He had teal shoes. And that's when we heard Pantera. Mance came out to Pantera. I heard some George South in his heel work once he got to the ring there. He got on the mic and, you know, did his thing. Effie signed. He challenges Mance. Effie is then eventually attacked from behind with a screwdriver that Mance had in his pants, I believe, or his his, uh, boot. But he ends up beating the shit out of of, uh, Effie and signs the contract in Effie's blood. Blood.
0: That's why I picked the red for black word uh, for the background tonight because all that blood.
1: I've been white. I need to change it up. What color should okay. I change it to? Blood. Blood. Or
0: whatever's about to be finished. The red line. Yeah, red line, because we're almost done here on the main event. I, I can't believe I forgot about the I didn't I didn't have it in my notes because I just figured that was gonna be something we talked about. But yeah, I didn't have the <laughs> the contract signing in my notes. But um I I loved it that was just old school. And I thought because I do like I said earlier, I don't think as you I you think there's gonna be a series of matches. I think Tampa is going to be kind of a red herring kind of a thing to lead into kind of a bigger match at the collective. So when Mance Warner was saying like, no, I'm not doing this on my time. I was kind of happy. I was like, that makes sense. No, Mance Warner wants the pay window. He wants the biggest payday. He wants that match at collective. Cause you know, it's going to be the biggest one. And, uh, when he quickly jumped Effie from behind, I was like, that fit in perfectly on Effie's promo because you can't attack him. You can't face him or do anything face-to-face. So I loved it. It was old school. Got to the point. They both told a good story and I think uh, for a... I I guess there is going to be a match now, but I think the the way this promo was, it has to be a good big match coming up after it because like yeah, that's just the way that promo felt. Like you wouldn't have done that mm-hmm. promo for a bullshit match to set up another one because then how are you gonna make that big match feel special? I think this was a big one, so I'm interested to see what happens in Tampa. Maybe I don't know. Like literally, I I don't know what's going to happen between now and um, collective, and I think that's fun. Tampa is going to have a lot of fun stuff. But AJ Francis, Joey. LA is going to be nuts, and I think that's going to be kind of chaotic. Phoenix is first time ever there. They sold out the place. They're going to get one hell of a show, and it's going to be fun. It's There's a lot of stuff, and I'm just interested to see where it all goes because maybe Mance and Effie does happen at Tampa,
1: and that's it. But I highly doubt it. So who knows? Me too. Me too. I highly doubt it. There's a lot of build going on here, and I feel like the... The gun would just go off a little too early. I, I think there's still a lot to go on here, so we'll see what happens there. Jeez, um, what else can I really add to this? I don't know. They're just putting their whole heart into, you know, giving us a storyline because we know how starved GCW fans are for a good storyline, and um, like I said, I just hope they provide a good example for others so that they can start giving us storylines, too.
0: That's what I was about to say. Like, it looks like they are out there to prove a point. Like, hey, fuckers, this is our company. Watch us, watch us, see how we are going to take back our company. And how, as you said, we want to set the example of what you guys need to start doing to follow our footsteps to elevate this company when we aren't here, or hey, to help us elevate it because we aren't going to be here all the time. Because obviously, they would go to Wrestling Revolver and all these other companies all the time. Um, Still, they are the GCW regulars. We see them the most, but I think that's what I'm feeling with this match. And Mance Moore and Effie's like totally stepping up. And I think they're taking ownership of this one. And this is their chance that they've both been asking for. And they both don't want to drop the ball. So I think, I really kind of think both maybe felt pushed off to the side as of late, as they kind of said, Mance, with all these new toys, new flavor of the months. That's why we I, I, that's why I love this whole story. It's stuff that we've kind of been saying that I've, I think I've been saying I feel that SGC has been kind of having happened to them or Mance Warner, or the regulars in GCW. And this is the culmination of, no, nope, we're finding it and taking it back. And it's going to be fun to see.
1: Well, he stated and created a purpose for himself. And because of that, he created a niche inside the card just for himself. That's engaging. Now, He's putting videos online throughout the week. That's engaging the fans. He's cutting promos and keeping his storyline moving at all times. These types of things are what keeps you out in the media throughout the week until your next performance. Uh, let's be honest. There's a lot of performers, I mean, outside of posting pictures of, say, you know, going to here, or going to there. They're never really truly promoting themselves that much and pick it like i said before we've we've talked about this extensively picking up your phone and cutting a one minute two minute promo is not gonna be too much to do they're, they're promoting the name not the character of like
0: the what people are behind on and the character like they're just that you said posting their name i'm gonna be at this company i'm gonna be there. like your name's gonna be there but what are you doing there like as you said that even i got so it's Mason because of house of glory This stuff that he was making on house of glory and same thing with cardona the videos that they've been making for other promotions like it's like that's what gets me involved and gets me into now checking out house of glory shows and other companies so um it is nice seeing vance warner step up to the dude uh, and stepping up and doing that i wonder if they will play it in as we were kind of talking about earlier all these uh people and everything behind the scenes like how much influence cardona had on warner if they're going to like play it out on tv or something like that because of SDL's influence with Vance
1: War. <laughs> given who he hangs around with outside of the company, within GCW though, uh, within GCW talent, he'd be dumb not to learn. So, I mean, given his friends and who hangs around Cardona and whatnot, uh, he's had a wonderful opportunity to learn everything Cardona's had a chance to throw towards anybody. And I'm sure Cardona has more to give. So, uh, yeah, I think I think um, Effie and Mansour definitely have a very clear understanding of what they're trying to do, how they're trying to do it, and why they're trying to do it. And I believe what they're trying to do is, in the end, make more compelling wrestling, which, in the end, means more people, which, which means more people.
0: And I think they're doing it through storytelling, not the fucking in-rings moves. And I love it because that is Mance Wonder to the core.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's a fantastic thing because if you want to be different in independent wrestling, have a storyline. I'll let that hang for a minute. Seriously. So I'm just letting you know that's one of those things that I thought was just absolutely wonderful it's so well thought out and it's entertaining and again like i said they have a story that keeps them live in the media all throughout the week so instead of just chewing on only matches now fans have these vignettes and things to kind of chew on and uh it keeps your name fresh yep yeah it's it's a great marketing honestly
0: all right, w'e ready for the main event now. Fifty six birds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just had to slow us down. No, oh, you're good. No, I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I guess I'm glad you did because I totally forgot uh, in my notes. Like I just assumed that, that was something we we're going to talk about, so I didn't even write anything on it because it was. I just knew. Every, I've been. I know everything
1: on that. It's been awesome. The back and forth online. It's been very cool. To see. So you know, you're uh, killing me. Is I went downstairs. Sorry, I broke in for a second because yeah. I, I guess I wasn't ready. I went downstairs, and when I went to uh the kitchen for a minute I told my wife I'm like did you hear but I guess I kind of look like a Dudley right now and she started laughing because she was reading that part when uh you know she was in here in that part I guess and was reading what was going on and then I go to the mirror and I look and I went oh my god I don't know if it's big dick Dudley and I just have to get some hair or if it's well, I can't, uh, maybe Spike Dudley? No. <laughs> and I started to whittle away on the Dudleys that I could be, so. I have a feeling I'm either Bubba or I'm gonna have to be Big Dick Budley for bu- <laughs> Dudley for, Dudley. <laughs> Dude, you- Thanks uh, so, for hanging out, man. I have a whole- Oh, take care, Bizard. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have a whole Mankind thing. The hair, the mask, I have the whole outfit. I'll have to show you sometime. It's pretty cool. I throw you off. The hell I was going to, well, that, dude, it looks so good. I even got the sock and I did happy face <laughs> So I have Mr. Sock. All right. Uh, yeah, I think we're ready for the main event now. Gee. All that's right. warm. Main event 56 birds
0: is Jonathan Gresham going against Cole Radrick. And I'm going to say it again, but Cole happy. But also in this match focused and knowing what was ahead of him in this match and how big this match is and totally stylistic compared to Lucha the night before and the technical uh, master that Gresham is. This was gonna be a totally change of pace. But I think it was I think he was looking at it as a chance, a weekend to show what cole radrick has made him and i think that's what we loved about cole radrick is he's creative with innovative with his moves he can get vulture violent when he needs to when he needs to go high flying or do some crazy shit, he can but i think one of the strong parts of his game is the groundwork and with him to having the chance to show it off against gresham in this match I think he came in focused. He wasn't like, he smiled at the beginning, but then as soon as he got that ring, like there was the introductions and everything. He even got the wristbands. He was a totally different Cole Radrick, a focused, but uh confident Cole Radrick. And I think that's, shine through this whole match he held his own with jonathan gresham he did really good he even showed like gresham some of like his counters which i really liked and gresham once again made cole look like a million bucks uh with the facial reactions in his cell. and his selling i think that's why i love gresham is he's more old school with like the nana nana boo boo and the <laughs> shit like that to kind of taunt the opponents but cole this was a great weekend for him and i'm glad very glad he got the main event in this match all
1: right this show Again, I'm going to keep it brief. Um, yeah, Cole looked absolutely wonderful in this match. And this main event, even online, he was like, this really has been a positive thing more for me. He really feels good about the fact that he's in the position where he can have a main event match with John Bresham. Um That's... Really, a lot of it. I was going to have you do all the speaking that you wanted to on Gresham. Because for me, I'm a little like he's not my style as much. So that's why I figured I'd let you do the speaking on him. And then for me, I just let you know what I was thinking about Cole. It's just everything's on an upward trajectory for Cole. So I'm happy to see him going that way. And then Gresham, um, looking ready to see him come back. I'm curious to see who his next GCW opponent would be. If he's
0: like, if they could get him for like a couple shows in a row, I would, I want to see him in a storyline, man. Like, he, I think he could do him and Leo, like, same thing. If they could, like, are going to be on a couple shows in a row, as we always talk about all these things, we want to see stories. But yeah, I I think Rusham stepped up. He really did a great job. Cole, like, I think was a perfect foil for, uh, opponent for him in this match because he did really good and was able to do a lot of the stuff that Gresham tends to lie on to uh make himself look good, but that's a lot of falls on the opponent. Uh Gresham he just looks amazing as always. Love it. He brought back the the predator or the predator, the octopus mask. Like um this was the this is John thing like him and Rush or Leo Rush are kind of the same like I get now that I'm in not in the business but know more about the back behind the scenes and kind of everything that goes on I get why they need to take those breaks it sucks because it like you get so looking forward to them because they're building so much momentum then they kind of stop their own momentum and whatever reasons they decide to do it's it sucked as a fan and I used to kind of talk shit about it but now I'm way more understanding and I'm just now happy and grateful whenever we do get them I just enjoy the moment but I also find myself open for more and that's what always happens when I watch these two
1: okay I can't beat that <laughs> oh, That was again that was well said because again I was gonna like I said I wanted you to just speak on Gresham because yeah. he's your dude and you haven't seen him in a while especially in a GCW ring so I'm like yeah let's let him speak on that man's performance because I know if anybody's watching him dance you are
0: that's the I'm telling you him, Gresham Speedball, and Leo Rush, once they were all in impact, that was it. That was three wrestlers enough for me to start watching Impact again. And they were killing it. And I kind of wish I saw more Russian Gresham in Impact. And uh unfortunately it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. But uh seeing them on the indies and seeing all these new faces that they get to work with now, it's gonna be fun. Gresham versus Nick Namath. Like I think a lot of people don't or forget. Or don't know that Namath is like a wasn't he like a college wrestler like D one college wrestler uh, like well one of the, it's funny oh no you mentioned a, that two, sorry he was a D two but like a star of D two wasn't it like Kent State or something like that now it's, it's all clicking in my head that.
1: it's funny you mentioned that so it's funny thing but uh, very small but Kent State is a D one school oh you know? I, well that right though it was, yeah. You did go to Kent. yeah they <laughs> are they are D one school ah uh, that's where I went to school. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't know that. Do that. No, huh? you might have addressed yeah, Kent State University. Kent State University is in Kent, Ohio. Um, I was there under a music scholarship, and that's where I went to school for a couple of years. I was in the marching band there, and I was in the symphony there, and I did all kinds of little fun music things there. Um, I was there from 98 to like 2000 or so. And he was there right around the same time. We're around the same age, so we are both Kent State golden flashes, Man, him and yeah him and Gresham could go
0: the golden Flash okay. and see, this is just, I'll remember the stupidest shit from wrestling. I nicknamed it it went to Kent State. like who fuck like remembers any that's stuff yeah. Like, yeah, like I
1: just it just clicked in my head. He rocked at wrestling. He broke a shit ton of records at Kent State,
0: yeah. I think him and Gresham, the ground match, fuck. For, and, and if Gresham brings back his Terminus, I I would love to see some of these wrestlers wrestle in that Terminus promotion that he was running because it was fun and different as well.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, at the same time, then you had the Miz. Like, a lot of Cleveland people at that time, all, all three of us, me and Miz. Oh, yeah, okay. That's why I should you know it was in Ohio
0: because they're yeah, he's best friends with Miz. It, I should have known that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's kind of weird though, but like Indiana, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Michigan, West Virginia, Kentucky, like people like that I get along with, there's like a vibe and I swear it's just some weird rednecky regional kind of thing or something, but we all have this same vibe and most of us all get along. It's very interesting. I don't know. Could be the tires. I'm not <laughs> sure. no, I, I was gonna say it could be the cornfields, but then that's yeah. what I was gonna yeah, say. <laughs> but yeah. uh, all
0: right, well that's well. I don't think we. I don't know if we said the winner or not. Just in case, Jonathan Gresham picks up the victory of Cole Radrick, but a very game Cole Radrick. Nothing Cole has nothing to just hold his head. He held his head up high. Nothing to be ashamed of. I, I actually think he really showed out this weekend with Myron Reed because he showed a bunch of different kind of styles that we really don't see much of from cole radrick all right well we did both shows review show it's been a while since we've done an actual review review show yeah I said it was cranky live
1: i said there are wrestlers that don't even need that damn i was man i think you broke the first breaking news of our podcast well it was it was more like like i said i had asked in um i asked in another twitch the public thing i was asking I think everybody uh, wants to see him anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's one of the ones that a lot of people had mentioned that they wanted to see at uh NGI, yeah yeah g i so yeah, um, yeah, if anybody's listening deep, they can find it again, but otherwise, yeah, that was you ain't promoting it, no, 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 we're not gonna promote my little rant on about who I need it, but there are, but there are some wrestlers, it's like. We are accepting everyone and all types, and that's fair. But there are some when you get to higher levels that you need to have a certain. Like I said, if you're one fifteen and in, like you can't backflip or front fr- it's getting rough. You got. I mean, it's okay. You better practice. Don't don't this, ever give up. But you. This is, I, this is why. This is why I
0: disagree with you again, man. Some of my favorite okay. boxing fights and UFC fights are the flyweight. <laughs> More oh, no, now no, you're not talking putting them in- No, I know, I know. No, I'm just saying like, I get what you're saying though. Like if they're put stylistically with someone close, then I think they could do really good stuff. But when you kind of have these big mismatches then in wrestling, it's kinda hard sometimes to subdue the realism when it's right there in front of your face screaming, this doesn't make sense. And I, I get that point, but I love
1: seeing like the little guys that's like flying back and forth I love them. in the UFC, man. I just I just want it to be believable so if you're going to be 115 be a muscular 115 if you're going to be 145 be a muscular 140 you know what i'm saying yeah put it on there to say look this is me this is me at my best not accept me at what i give you but this is me at my best that i'm sharing with you because i put in the hard work but again i'm also a 1980s mcmahon big body guy and that's how i grew up so i'm going to be this way i'm old and i'm cranky get off my lawn
0: I'm all over the place, man. And like going back and watching like Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels in that ladder match, like they're like not Shawn Michaels, even Shawn Michaels kind of is taller than a lot of these wrestlers nowadays, too, that we're talking about with that kind of stuff. But seeing like a guy like Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels doing some of these crazy moves, not just like ladder match, but like regular moves that we see like the young Bucks do with like the ropes and how they flip over the ropes and I don't know like they were moving like razor mode as a big person was doing some moves that like i see young bucks do and stuff like that it's just like whoa like back then we had those guys that with the size were able to move and do some really good stuff at a size i kind of miss the bigger like the wardlows like i love Wardlow doing half the shit that he's doing like flying off the top rope as a big person even though it kind of takes away from what makes him kind of popular i just love seeing them doing different kind of move sets like Andrew Everett kind of doing the small guy doing the big person moveset. Yeah. I do yeah. like seeing it as certain things, but uh yeah, just rewatching that Best of SummerSlam. I was watching, uh, it was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and Ladder match. And that was that was nuts to seeing those two move it such a bigger size than w- what these wrestlers are nowadays.
1: Mm. Yeah. I just I had to be cranky, I guess. What here's what's going on. With so many wrestlers, there should be more stars like almost movie stars to There should be some people that even people who don't watch wrestling know their names. It's hard to find that anymore.
0: No, nah, you ain't so going to find it in that at all anymore. Isn't that sad? Because, but you think about it, it's like, you like, it's, it's the way with though, like the UFC, you can't name like a big UFC fight other than like within the last five years that like, you're going to say a name. Like, yeah, that champion was, they were the champion five years ago, but not now. Like, think, like, conor mcgregor or somebody yeah you know like somebody from years ago i think combat sports with the day there's actually many ways to and promotions and there are now it's like wrestling and all the leagues like there's so much there where no, like the mainstream they can't name who's the top person and like that's crazy back in the day you knew like the top 10 boxers everybody if someone off the street would name you the top, world's top ranked 10 boxers because it was more mainstream i think it just combat sports in general just be and i think this kind of goes with the pc and like all the stuff nowadays with the violence or moving it away from mainstream i think that's what is hurting these right or big names that we consider big names in wrestling to be household names but i think that's where tv shows like uh, the Miz and Mrs. or Total Divas or now what I saw the other day they're going to do one with uh, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair like I, I think that's going to be great for those two because now those two are going to be household names with a lot of different people that never knew their names before and that don't watch wrestling but now they're just now expose themselves to millions of fans I, I think that's when it's kind of good for those wrestlers to get that kind of a promotion
1: for me when it comes to combat sports pro wrestling the two things that have hurt them the most in the last thirty years have been the steroid scandal and CTE. Yep. trauma and steroids have been the two. Th- That's what I was saying. Yeah. And now, damn man, I still—if I was—if I was GCW, WWE, the UFC. If I wanted to really get myself out there, the first thing I would do is I would study the phenomena of American football. Because if you go look at the ratings for the last, I don't know how long, since the NFL's been on for this past season, they've been just ruling the airwaves. I'd love to know what they're doing that others aren't or whatnot. And I know it's a sport, but basketball is not getting the share that football is. Baseball isn't. And I think it's driven a lot by them being on Twitter. I think it's driven a lot by personalities. It's who they're sleeping with is in the box. You know, it's <laughs> my that's I was going about mainstream media, what the mainstream media wants
0: to pick up and kind of sit there and promote and put out there. And football, as you said, all those things you just said were exactly like they got controlled violence where hey, you're gonna get some crazy hits that you're gonna see, but you're not not gonna see all the unnecessary stuff that happens in football broken legs concussions but that shit's still happening we're not going to put it out there for people to see so people are, do you remember me like i hear on like radios like radio shows when people are calling and watching a show like i just watched a football and like within 30 minutes there was five like injury breaks and these fans are brand new watching football they're like wait a minute like all these injuries happen is this really unsafe and blah blah blah, blah. and like i don't know I, I i just as you said i think it's what wants to be promoted is out there is out there and what's they don't want to is what they're not going to and that's what they can control and I think wrestling along with that combat sports and as you said like are with the combat sports and what you said with CTE the injuries and all the steroids they want to move away from the negative and they're not going to sit there and promote it and wrestling that's all that is the CTE and steroids they're not going to be promoted at all they're not even on ESPN no more man I thought ESPN them doing cool stuff with WWE before the shows and promoting their shit on the websites and stuff was awesome because it was millions of fans getting WWE information and they might go check it out
1: yeah Uh, again a bunch of great points there that I can't argue um yeah I feel like somehow wrestling is gonna have to keep up with the time there's something that's missing and I don't know what that is if it's a use of more light during the matches or i don't know but something has to be figured out and i think more interactivity with fans really does work again though there's only one company that's really dominating dominating and when i go and watch like a wwe show even though people go oh that's crap i'm like look how well done it is though they serve it up on such a beautiful platter i see why it's easy to digest I think it's the stories, man. Like, I was like, as I went back and watched like a bunch of
0: old shit, like, I was watching old 99 Raw and like just the fans and like a match. I think it was Valve Venus and like X Pac. The fans are fucking losing their minds of what's going on. And it's a five minute match, but there's 50 billion things going on and all of them are attached. There's one story, but they're all branching out and interacting with each other. I think it's the stories that had. The, those three hours or two hours of raw every night back then of just the fans of rabid. Cause there was every match, every person we saw, there was something to get interested in and get behind and stories to follow along and root for or not root for. And I think, I honestly think that's, what's missing a lot in wrestling. I think that's why WWE is actually kind of doing a really good job with that stuff. And, um, I, I know on indies, they're going to say, and Brett's always said it's so hard to do that because you never know week to week who's going to work and whatever situations happens. Yes, but you have regulars, we have stuff, and that's why we ask for it. So I don't know. Like that just goes to what we always complain about. Uh, ultimately, is what I think is the big piece missing to get fans back into that rabid, holy shit. Everybody loves wrestling is the investment in the to get the NFL. And, and now it's playoffs. You're all invested it into playoff stories. We all want to see the Chiefs lose, so that way we're dire to Taylor Swift, and, hey, I'll be awesome. Lamar Jackson, first Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, can, it's all stories, and that's what's getting all these fans, yeah. I think, to watch these games. And they don't, they're don't. they watching the games. They're not each play, oh, cool, long pass. Like, hey, cool, moonsault. But they're really worried about the struggle and what's happening during the game and the story that's happening. I think, honestly, that's what I think. And I, before, I used to disagree with that, but now... Going back just specifically this weekend and watching these old WWEs and how rabid the fans were and what was going on, that's where I think wrestling's missing kind of needs to go back to.
1: I the other I'm not going any deeper than that. That's all right, but no, 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 you did not ramble. You gave your answer. I liked it. Um I really do feel that there's just so many entertainment choices now too. it, you know.
0: That too. You can get your five, 15 minutes of entertainment watching a TikTok or sitting on watching a bunch of TikToks and watching a wrestling show that, hey, you don't care about until th- three hours in, you finally get your one piece that you invested in and watching it when you wasted all those three hours. I think, yeah, there's so much choices out there to dilute the
1: product. Okay. Like I said, throw your eyes shut for about three seconds. It's 1995 95 for you. You're like, damn, I wish I can listen to... Insert whatever song there, unless that shit comes on the radio, it's on MTV or you own the album. After a little bit, you're not going to hear that song again. So, like, there's just no choice there. Now you can just dial that shit up on YouTube and listen to it, rewatch like, it again and, and again and again. Like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many choices now. It's hard also f- for anyone to sit down and just watch one screen anymore, I feel. Uh,
0: don't even get me started on
1: that one No, (laughs) it's like both like us that could watch two three four screens at one time and and yeah like right now I have Ah. my notes my notes were on my tablet my tablet almost died so now my notes are on my phone and then I've got a tablet to my left that I'm making sure Twitter's doing its thing and then I'm watching you on this one right here so it's just constant
0: I have my notes on one, the shows on another, you up here. I got to promote the Arizona show right here behind us. Feel no ways. Yeah. I got screens everywhere too. (laughs)
1: Yeah, man. It's fun though. Um, but let's see, what do I want to mention that I, um, I will be recording and probably putting out the GCW plant podcast preview show later this week. So check out for check out, uh, Watch out for it. Damn, it is tiring out here. Watch out for that. It will be out. I'm looking forward to doing it. Right now, I'm working on what music I want to put into it because we're dealing with Florida. I think both of these coming up are Florida, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking at uh, doing some Florida-based music of some part. So we'll see. Um, I was really heartbroken. I didn't do last week's podcast, the one that had uh, the... uh with all the ones that went up and they were all screwed up, this one here, I had uh, Los Macisos music queued up. It was going to open the preview show because that's when Mieto had just won the NGI. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Let's do it, brother. All right. We are, uh, yeah, this will probably be up Thursday. I'm hoping we will get this out before Thursday. But yeah, Alrighty. another fun YouTube one, live and a lot of, a lot of, yeah chats there I think we had up to five people at the same time it showed up uh so yeah another increase in viewers and it was fun a lot of a lot of fun topics again and uh fun night. night for a little live show. <laughs> yeah. yes fun night alright we are out of here this is the end of episode 80 and we will be covering the, the GCW live show hopefully next week before we head over to LA and Phoenix and yeah that's what's next on our boat after this week so thank you everybody that joined in on the live thank you everybody that is listening on the podcast and we will catch you on the next episode 81 wow <laughs> alright here we go
1: Hold oh, the letters again. Okay. Long. Long. Jesus live. Live not G well long live Jesus, but Jesus. long with G C C, C C W. W.
0: W.